Traveling the Vortex. Open up your mind and let me step inside. Rest your weary head and let your heart decide. It's so Join the doctor as he travels the vortex, and we, your meager podcasters, humbly re- demand that you listen to episode 205. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Exhausted. I've been up all day long. It's like 5.30 a.m. Ooh, that is a long day. Guys, have a good week. I've been up all day long, too. Not bad. Since 5.30 a.m.? No. Oh. I've been up all day long, too. Since noon. <laughs> You're all day. <laughs> My all day. Keith got a haircut. I did. Looks good. Thank you. That's what's different. It's short. Yeah. Took me way too long to get it done. <sighs> I kept putting it off and kept putting it off. And finally I was like, I can't take it anymore. And got it cut. No more cosplaying for you. It's almost there. I have an idea. What? Let's shave his head. <laughs> And then he can cosplay as Matt Smith. I keep Sarah that I'm going to do that. Just shave my head. All together. But she likes my hair long, so. <laughs> so it was like, I'm just going to shave it off. I'm going to go James and just, just bald. Me, bald. I tell you, if this big old patch on the back of my head gets any larger, I'm, that's where I'm going to be at. <laughs> You'll be doing that shave for the sake of, well, I'm losing it all anyway. Yeah. I'll just shave it. <laughs> do you guys have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, that I was guess we week. haven't. Yeah, we haven't. It uh, was this week. We haven't met since then. So, um, yeah, I'd work. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is typical for the news. Um, went over to my parents for Thanksgiving and just had a nice meal and went to work. Nothing yeah. real exciting beyond that. We really didn't do anything exciting either. Um, had coffee with my dad. Went over to Sarah's mom's and had lunch. Then went shopping. We left like. 3.30. Didn't drop Sarah's mom off until like 7.30. And then we went to Walmart. <laughs> we did a live shot at uh, Best Buy? Is that where yeah, we it was Best Buy. We did a live shot at Best Buy. And so I'm sitting back there bridging the show. And I look up and <laughs> our photographer pants over the line. And we go, oh look, there's Keith! <laughs> <laughs> just so happened that it was just right in right place in line. So Keith was on uh, live on TV on, t- on Thursday. How exciting! Yes, uh, you couldn't see what I was holding, could you? Just in case the person uh, I was buying that for yeah, was. I think it was a Blu-ray player. It was, but <laughs> I only know that because you told me. Hopefully, your mom doesn't listen oh, yeah. to this show. She doesn't. Okay. Oh, it's for your mom. Yeah. Oh darn. Why? Oh, <laughs> you don't need another Blu-ray player. I don't have one downstairs. Oh, you don't really? You no. Oh, well, if you'd have bought a PS3 or four, you'd have one downstairs. Sure, I'll get right on that. <laughs> it was only fifty bucks. Wi-Fi Blu-ray player. All right. Yeah. There's one at uh, well, it, it may not be anymore, but there was Sony one at too. Wal- so you know, Walmart it's for thirty. Aren't you the one that mocked me for getting one when Star Wars came out? A Blu-ray player? You? Yeah. Or would I mock you? Because well, that was the deal. Is I wasn't gonna. I you know I bought Star Wars. They they released Star Wars on Blu-ray, and Good. for like a hundred dollars, I got a Blu-ray player from Sony, Star Wars, and a T-shirt. <laughs> He mocked you for the gimmick of it. 
That's what it was. I don't remember mocking you for that. I thought you did. Maybe I I did. I don't know. I don't know. In my head, you mocked me for everything. (laughs) It seems like something I would do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but at the time. Well, at the time you didn't need it. I, I, now I think, you do. I think I uh, maybe I, I probably not mocked you for buying into the gimmick, but not realizing you didn't have a Blu-ray player. So, maybe except that's what he, it was. at the time he was using my PlayStation. Oh, that's right, because yeah, I yeah. put the Blu-ray player at Mel's house because you were living there and I had your PS3. Yeah. That's what it was, and you were like, "What do you need a Blu-ray player for?" Because I, like, I don't own one. So you've got keys. I was like, "Well, he's not going to live with me forever." <laughs> Someday he's gonna I don't recall this conversation. Someday I kind of recall that now. He's going to find a nice person and settle down and move out. And, and he happened. did. And he did. That's what all my roommates Less do. Less than a year later. They all find nice people and leave me. You're not, I've never, you're, you're nice I've never person, roomed Sean. with you, Sean. You've never roomed with me. We should remedy that. <laughs> if Holly ever leaves me, I'll move in. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to move in with you. You we'll have, have a nice kids house. on the weekends, though. You, you've got guard, uh, uh, clean gutters and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and nice hedges. I just You'll finished. have to do yard work at his house. Though. I ju- that's right. Oh, that's, that's a part of the, I don't know. Part of the, uh, that could be a deal breaker. <laughs> well, we've got an extra room downstairs. Well, that's not really an extra room, but we've got an additional room downstairs. We'll see. If she moves out, she'll take all that crap stuff out of that corner. And that, <laughs> there, there's, there's, I can sleep in the Dr. Who room. Zero possibility that this would ever happen, but if she ever left me... She would probably keep the house. <laughs> Get you out. Yeah. <laughs> Unless she was just fed up with the kids, too, and let, Ooh, left her with, with me, she might decide to let me keep the house. I don't know. Uh, I'm talking like this is ever going to happen. Conference among the guys this has happened to. Have that, yeah. That you, I, I moved out. So. Yeah. I, I think I think you're hitting you're getting the boot, if that ever. Getting the bricks. Huh? My mom kept the house. <clears throat> On the bright side, you could climb up the ladder. I guess to it the also depends roof. on the situation. Well, not to not to rub it in, but I have been married longer to one woman than either of you have been married to two women. So that's true. Let's just let's just put the skins on this conversation. Not now. the same two women. Just so no, 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 you weren't married to the same two women. That would be really oh, weird. Right <laughs> God, could you imagine? Maybe slapping. Why did you? I don't know. Why did you? I don't know. The Actually, maybe person. that's why you would have become friends because you <laughs> sympathized. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, all this the, conversation all of your went past weird. Wives all of were all lovely women. Just they well, had their flaws. Know. They had their flaws. I don't know. I don't. They didn't know your first wife that well, so I couldn't even remember her name at the time. Sorry. I tried to forget her name. I didn't even show up to your wedding because I forgot. (laughs) Half half of mine were lovely people. I was at both of your weddings. (laughs) Maybe that's the problem. No, because I was at your second wedding. You were at the second one, so that's good. All right. It's not you. (laughs) You're not the jinx. You broke that curtain. (laughs) And it's, it's not me. And it's not you. So we're okay. No, you were at both of your weddings. It might be you. But I was also at his. Yeah, but he was at both first. I was at yours too. No, you were at my first. I was at but, your first. Well, you were at the, first the first reception for the first. Yeah, I was at the reception. I had to work or something. I don't remember. Yeah, I think we only invited a family to the first, the actual wedding. That's right. I was invited in the, in, <laughs> to the reception. <laughs> I got a call from this guy about two hours in. Where are you at? Where am I at? What's, well, that's tonight. <laughs> Crap. What kind of friend of mine? You know, I know we've told that story we don't before, know, but we'd only know each other maybe two years, if that. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I had every I, intention of coming to your wedding. And Keith, I had but, moved on to a different station at that point, too. But so, that's true. You were at 49. So, so let me get this straight. The so statute of limitations for, for, for friendship weddings is that they, within two years is not a strong enough well. tie to really, really commit to. No, it's kind of like, yeah, maybe if really I can make no it. Years we, I, I could be friends with you for 20 years, and my memory is so bad. <laughs> My 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 scheduled life is not scheduled. That's the problem. Is I in fact, it wasn't until recently where I started getting all of these devices and started keeping all of this information. <laughs> you got organized. In, yeah, I finally got organized so that I didn't upset or piss anybody else off. <laughs> Keith didn't talk to me for like eight weeks or something like that. <laughs> of course, he was in another station this time. So and working opposite hours. <laughs> that was the morning shift. Well, that's at that right. point, you were, and, yeah. and yet he's the one that. We we put in charge of ramrodding this. <laughs> hey, you're That's the one why in charge you're in charge of the schedule. Of schedule. <laughs> I even missed the corks. I <laughs> almost missed the corks last time. That's that's my life. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, hope, is that this hope, week? Hopefully, I'll show up. <laughs> Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> well, that's Sean, our show. Good, good night, everybody. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, we're just really airing our dirty laundry. Just, here. Yeah, what else can we <laughs> talk about? marriages, failed memory. What else can we talk about? <laughs> Although it's nothing we haven't discussed before. That's true. I got a new prescription drug. <laughs> Ooh, is it a good one? I don't know yet. I can't I'll remember you, to take it. I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a good Thanksgiving. We had uh, Mel's family over, and uh, and that was all fun for a while. And then they went home, and that was more fun. <laughs> that was even more fun. <laughs> that was even more fun. There's something nice about having a house full of people, and something even nicer about them all leaving. <laughs> I just, and, and that's why, you know, movies like Christmas Vacation and, uh, you know, Home Alone and different things are just, that's why they, they strike those chords with us, because it's like, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> um, I got the rest of my lights up. Did you? I did. Oh, uh, did no uh, no nice. accidents nope, on no the... No accidents. It was Saturday. I mean, you're here, obviously, so... It was... Did I tell you guys no about casts. getting one of those... I, th- I had this epiphany. I was going to get one of those grabbers, those little... You know, no, you didn't mention that. Yeah, oh, you didn't I mention guess, that. So I, I, th- I was on... I, I, I was at work, and I must not have been doing anything, because I was online. And I was... Uh, I got this epiphany. I thought, I wonder if I could get one of those grabbers to reach up... Because remember, I, last week I told you the reason we got halfway across, because I didn't want to really crawl on the roof, and you can't extend the ladder up over the front part of where my porch is because there's an overhang. So I thought, I wonder if I could get avoid getting on the roof altogether because, the, you know, as we know, the week prior, I almost slipped <laughs> off the roof because it was so wet. <clears throat> I thought about getting one of those grabbers. You know, it's like four foot, foot extension. And it's got the little trigger on one end and the little pincers yeah, on the yeah. other. My grandma had one. Yeah, in fact, when I went old looking for hands. one, when I went looking for one, the little woman at Kmart said, "Oh yeah, for old people, so they can get stuff off the shelf." And I thought, "Oh yeah, okay." So, yeah, I'm trying to get stuff off the shelf. Anyway, so I I, went, I ran around town looking for one of those because I thought it, all they have to do is I've got, I've got the shingle hooks. And the shingle hooks you just slide the lights underneath the shingle, and the shingle hooks are already on there. So I thought that's a piece of cake. So I was going to get it, grab it. It didn't work as well. So I ended up getting on the roof anyway. Got them over, got to the other side, put the ladder up, finished them off. It was relatively easy. Of course, now I have two bulbs out. But luckily, they're in the part where I can get to with the ladder. So, Well, now that the roof isn't wet. <laughs> well, that too, yeah. Even even crawling up there, because I did for that little five feet. That It's not even five. It's like four and a half feet of, of <laughs> unreachable from the ladder. And uh, even even that, I crawled up on the roof to do that. And it's just, uh, 
This makes me nervous. It's a, it's a bit of vertigo. I just see hanging off yeah, the I just see myself. Of course, I got and, and got the rest of the gutters clean too, so that was nice. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I just have images of you on the ladder. Safety first. That's my motto. <laughs> hopping, hopping along the ladder across the thing. I didn't think of that. Actually, that was been my kids were out helping, so that would have been a bad example. Actually, here's the here's the cool thing too. My my daughter last the last week when we started putting them up, she kept she wanted to go up the ladder so bad. And I was like, no, honey. I said, number one, it's wet. Number two, you know, just I'm afraid you'd fall off. So when I did get up on the roof this time, I realized, well, I'm doing this all wrong. I go around to the back and put the ladder up because the ground's higher back there and get up on the roof easier. It's not as high. Oh, yeah. So I crawled up and got up there. And when I got up there, we had checked all the bulbs before I got up there. Of course, when I get up there and plug them in, there's a bulb burned out. So I tell uh, Caitlin, I said, honey, I need you to get bulbs for me. I said, do you think you can throw them up to me? Sure. They're in a package, so I'm not so worried about them breaking if they fall. She... (laughs) A couple times, you know, we get anywhere close. <laughs> so I said, "All right, come around to the back." So she came around to the back, and I had Mason hold the ladder and let her crawl up the ladder because it's only, you know, maybe eight feet, nine feet. So she got to crawl up the ladder. And she was all excited about that, but I wouldn't let her go on the roof. But when she got up there, she had a little bit of her to go, and I said, "Honey, you can't get on the roof." And she goes, "Don't worry, I don't think I want to." Well, in a couple of years, she'll be up there putting them up. <laughs> so, well, and said, take that joy away, away from you. Don't yeah, you should have done it? You should have had her put the bulbs in the grabber. <laughs> she could just stood there and held them up. To right, you. Not from the front. <laughs> she could have probably done that from the back, though. No, nah, she's still she's only about five foot. I mean, not even good. five foot yet, four and a half. So. No, we uh, we had beautiful weather here uh, for Thanksgiving, oh, which was a weather. little. Uh, it was tough because I'm I'm trying after after you and Christy and everybody called me out for being a Grinch. I'm trying very very hard to get in the spirit. Your your lights look wonderful. Well, there's a reason for that. Your exterior illumination. <laughs> I'll get to that in a moment. So we we had everybody over for Thanksgiving and Mel's cooking and I've got Christmas movies going all day long. We watched. All of the specials, the Rank Rudolph and Frosty and Frosty Returns, which that one really sucks. And that's because I always I always pop in Frosty Returns thinking it's Frosty's Winter Wonderland yeah. with Jack Frost, and right. it's not. And no. it's not until I get halfway through it and I go, oh yeah, and then I go get the other one and watch the good one. Um, By the way, the one that came out a few years ago, I think it ran on CBS. It's actually pretty decent. It's it, I I I qualify that as a sequel rather than that. Frosty returns piece of junk. I don't think I've did. seen that. Yeah, there's a new one. It came out. I think oh, the Legend of Frosty. That's what it is. That's, that's with uh, John Goodman. Yeah, I think. I think well, no, John Goodman is. Or was in, he in, Frosty, is returns? in Frosty returns? I don't know who does the voice for the new mm-hmm. one, but it's really good. It's, I'm it's sorry, John Goodman. I love you in everything, but, but not as Frosty. Not as Frosty. No. It was bad. Not as blue. He was the voice. Of yeah, I didn't buy that though, but I haven't watched it. Anyway, so sorry. Go ahead. We've got Christmas and Thanksgiving and people and all this stuff going on, and it's like I don't know what eighty. It warmed up. It was really really nice for Black Friday. I think it got got him in the upper 60s. Actually, got him in the lower 70s on Thanksgiving. So uh, I kept thinking. feels like 80 after we come off the freezing freezing that we did. So I kept thinking, well, as soon as everybody leaves, I'm going to get up and put the lights up. So I got the strands out, and I'm ready to go. And it's like the sun course has already gone down at this point. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's still nice out. I'm going to get up on the ladder and get my lights up. Well, I've got the old ceramic, you know, (laughs) genuine bulbs. And... One year we did green and red, and the next year I did blue and orange, and then one year I did green and blue. Where did you do blue and orange? For tarantulas, for our hockey team. Oh, all right, I'll give you that. I thought you did it for Denver, <laughs> which, you know, everybody that drove oh, by. No, everybody no, that no, drove no, by, no. though, went, oh, hey, that's a Denver fan. They write anything about yeah, that. <laughs> that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Unless hey. you put a big banner out that says tarantulas, you know. 
No. <laughs> anyway, so um, <laughs> our short-lived hockey team. God, I. Ugh. Anyway, um, so I, I, I used up all these colors, and so it was like all of them are broken or burned out or whatever. So I'm going through the list, and it's like, well, pretty much the only thing that I've got left, I didn't have enough to do red and orange. I didn't have enough to do white and blue. I didn't have enough to do. I didn't have enough to do anything. So what we wound up with is we only had one strand, and I was like, okay, we're going to do red, red, orange, green, blue, blue. Red, red, orange, orange, green, blue, because that's what I had the bulbs for, <laughs> which is setting my OCD off some fierce, because there, there are cardinal sins when it comes to hanging your exterior illumination, and I'm going to lay these out for all of well, you out there. It has to be symmetric, for one thing. It has to be symmetrical. <clears throat> that's one. You have to use big bulbs. All these people that go out and put the little bulbs up on their houses, like, no, you don't like my strand above the... Awning, Probably not. Because the, the bulbs <laughs> on the roof are the big ones, but the ones that go across the mid, midway through the house, the little... Well, if it's symmetrical, I might forgive you. Yeah, I think if you saw it, you might like it. Okay. You can put them in trees. You can put them in bushes. You can get the icicles. That's okay. That's oh, I don't the, like the icicles. Well, I'm not really a big fan I of like, either. I prefer the multicolored icicles. Mm. Oh, that's, that's even worse because then it's not. Why, why are you even putting icicles up? You know, icicles. I don't want it to look like icicles. I, don't I tell like you, dangling those, those dangling lights. Number one, they don't look like icicles, and number two, every house you drive by, there's a section out, and it drives me nuts. <laughs> well, I wouldn't let a section be out. The icicles look good on the on the the ones that have peaked roofs. So peaked roofs, look several nice. peaks. Yeah, those icicles look nice. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, so the, the tiny little bulbs. That's tiny bad. Bulbs, tiny bulbs, bad. Multicolor, bad. Just the ones that you like. You went to the store and you bought multicolored bulbs and you open them up. You put them up on the you house. I hated my house then in years past. <laughs> that's what we used to do. Twitch, twitch, twitch. Now we did all white. But. Do, take some time. Do some cool color thing. But don't just red, yellow, green, blue, red, yellow. Don't do that. Let's do why. And then they have to be straight. You won't like my house. <laughs> They're straight across, but they kind of they, they just kind of go all the, directions. The, the, the neighbor the over here is driving me nuts <laughs> because he's got little bulbs. And they're all cattywampus, and they're multicolored, and it's like, dude, you're breaking like six cardinal sins on your house. <laughs> Don't drive my hat by my house. I want, I want to issue a Christmas citation. <laughs> this is how grinchy I am. It's like your lights are wrong. Okay, so I, I looked at this and I was like, okay, we're all fine. And so I went out to put them up. Now, in previous years, when I'd done the red and orange and the blue and green, whatever. I had one strand that just whoop, right across the front of the garage, and it was beautiful. Two-car garage, there's no problem. Yeah, not so much, because we have a two-car garage, and Corey has a two-car garage. So I went and put this strand up, and I got halfway and ran out of bulbs. and was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so they dangled there for a while, not plugged in. We were like, what are we going to do? I was like, I don't know. I don't have any more bulbs. <laughs> I don't have any more strands. I got nothing. So I was like, oh, I'm going Black Friday shopping, so I'll pick up some bulbs. I was like, okay. So Friday came, and they went Black Friday shopping, and they picked up everything they needed, and they're done shopping. It's like, okay, cool. And they come home, and I came home from work, and I was like, where's my bulbs? And she went, oh. <laughs> I said, you forgot? She says, yeah. I said, oh, man. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll go tomorrow. Okay. So they went out the next day, and they went to Kmart, and they had them on sale. They brought me tiny bulbs. <laughs> and did you have to work? Is that why you didn't go? That's why I didn't. Well, I wasn't going Black Friday you, shopping anyway. On but, Saturday, I guess. Yeah, on Saturday. On Saturday, I was off, but yeah, I just didn't want to go. Um, so they uh, they brought me tiny bulbs. I'm like, twitch, twitch, twitch. We want to do green and white. Okay. So we start the process of switching out bulbs, and I've got my Christmas movies still playing, and uh, you get in the spirit. It's going to be great. <laughs> 
And we get done with three strands of lights, and I turn around and look, and there's a section out in this strand, and a section out in this strand, and oh. a section out in that strand. So we on go brand back, new strands? On brand new So we go back and check them all, make sure that all the connections right. are right. Because some of them now have that weird, they have to be in yes. one uh. direction, you know? Checked all of them within that thing. Could not get at the light. Oh. And Corey came over, and I took the lights, and I put them in her lap, and I said, Done. <laughs> she says they're ready i said no you're taking him back to the store because he suck so i went out <laughs> the next day and bought lights and I bought big lights and then they're led and they're fiber and all the cool new stuff and like yeah and i go and i take these home and we rip them open and i realize that they're the, the, the multi the, the bulbs are colored now, i don't know who thought this was a good idea because it's a it's a, it's an it's LED. a ceramic cover that makes it look yeah, like a it's, large it's, bulb, it's, well, but the inside is a bulb that's colored. Yeah, oh. but but that's just it. It's like if you're going to put a red bulb, over, just give me a white light and put the red bulb over it. Yeah, and then put a blue bulb over a white light and then put a green bulb over because then I can just switch out the bulb part. No, the bulbs <laughs> match the covers. Well, that's just stupid. <laughs> That's going to so make like, the colored ones not as bright. Yeah. Well, now I have to go through and pull the cover off and pop the bulb out and replace it with in order to get the strand right. And they don't sell just red or just green or just blue. They sell multicolored. So I bought three strands of 110 multicolor lights and one strand of white so that I could go boop, 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 right? And we got done with the strand and I didn't have enough bulbs. And I went, what are they? Oh, because there's five colors on a strand divided by, th- okay, there's math involved here. I don't have enough bulbs. Well, instead of going green, green, white, let's go green, white, green, white. It's okay. So we fixed that. And then I realized we ran out of white because we're using twice as many of them. <laughs> twitch, twitch, twitch. Back to the store. And I get some more bulbs. And I come back and I have to spend $100 to get two strands of lights on the front of my house. <laughs> and they're lit. Merry Christmas. Um, and they're not straight. And Corey's got little hooky things that go up and you, they just kind of dangle on there and I'm going twitch, twitch, twitch because the old ceramic bulbs used to have those gutter clips, you know? The ones that just go and they stay on there and they're just ramrod straight and you stretch the cord tight and bam, 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 you go all the way down the gutter. It's awesome. These don't have that. These you have to use some little hook thing and they just kind of dangle and they blow in the breeze and some of them point up, some of them point down and I'm going out of my gourd. <laughs> I am I am going so I don't have the money. I spent all my money on light bulbs. <laughs> so my house is lit and I posted a picture and from far away it looks really nice. It does. It does look pretty good from up close You too. walk up to the building and I'm going twitch, 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 twitch. <laughs> so that was my adventure of putting the lights up. I watched well, a movie. What'd you watch? I watched The Expendables 3. <laughs> was it? Not as good as the first two. It was enjoyable. It's. I thought it was a bit camping over the top, which they're supposed to be, but this one was just, they kind of pushed the envelope a little too much. But, um, which is interesting since, well, what do you mean by pushing the envelope? Of ridiculousness? Yeah, just, just the, some camp. of the effects didn't work real well. Especially it, Harrison PG-13, Ford flying it. Yeah, yeah. And well, you heard Stallone this week say, came out and said the next expendable movie will be. It was R. a mistake that to was be a mistake to be thirteen yeah. PG thirteen. It's it's good. It was all right. I mean, it was, it was enjoyable. It's it, it, number one. It had Mel Gibson and Harrison Ford, and I'm not a big Mel Gibson fan, but I loved him in this because it's it's such a different part for him. Hmm. Um, I mean, he's played bad guys before, but this was really, really, really well done. He was psycho too. Um, Harrison Ford, small part, but yeah, you know, obviously he came and replaced. 
spoilers, church, <laughs> because, well, everybody knows that Bruce Willis was asking for too much money and Stallone pretty much just walked away from him and said, forget it. Oh, so, oh I didn't know that. Yeah, was Bruce Willis. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know Bruce Willis wasn't no, this one, one before, when they were made When they were putting the cast together, Bruce Willis came to Stallone and said, yeah, I'll do it, but I want more money. And that's I think not, the part was... That's weird, because that's part not really been what bigger these are for. Too, but, yeah. But Harrison Ford did a fine job. I enjoyed him. He was in it more than I expected him, because hmm. I, I kind of expected when they cast Harrison Ford, I thought... Oh, it's going to be more like Chuck Norris, where he was only in it for like you know six minutes total, and um, that's kind of what, at this point that's really what you can expect from these yeah. movies. You oh, know, Schwarzenegger like, was used a lot better this time. Was um, he? he didn't feel like a cameo role, cameo role this time. Now he's not a bona fide team member, but he's in it a lot more. Hmm. But there's there's real obvious points in the film where you can tell they filmed them all separate. I mean that's 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 how they do a lot of these, especially these yeah. guys that have a small role. They come on and shoot for three days and then they're done. Um, Harrison Ford's part didn't seem like that, although you, I, I knew he was. Um, Arnold's kind of feels that way, but it, he, it's, it's spaced throughout the film well enough that it really works. Um, <clears throat> the ones that I thought, that, especially the end scene, which I'm going to tell you how how the movie ends, but oh, please the, tell end, us. the end scene really <laughs> felt like, okay, you must have filmed this when these guys were here, and you filmed this when these guys were here. And, ah, but, okay. So it was the most obvious part of it, but... Um, I didn't hate it. It just—it's the weakest of the three, and everybody was slamming it and saying how bad it was. And part of that was because of the stigma when it it, it released, it got leaked, and was online before it even hit theaters. And um, but yeah, I, I, it was fine. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's kind of one of those movies that, for me. It, that's kind of one of those that you go into, and I don't expect much to begin with. I just expect a dumb action. I'll for tell it, you what. I went yeah. into I went into the first film not expecting it to be good at all you know, because I went because of the reason they made the movie it was a bunch of old uh, or, uh, action film guys that I watched growing up and it was just going to be a mindless blow up movie it is both of those but it also was really an intriguing plot and everybody was really good I, I thoroughly enjoyed it the second one I thought they did even a little better I thought the, I thought the story was even better in the second one I, I thought like so. they tried harder yeah. in the second one to make it the, the story more poignant and um, the problem with this one is, I don't know how much you guys know about it, but the the teams kind of the team kind of gets chopped up and separated a little bit for a while until they all kind of come back together at the end. But which I didn't like so much because that's the best part of the movie is the movies is Stallone and Jason Statham, Statham, and then of course you know Dolph and um, what's the colorful ear guy's name? Uh, I think he used to be a boxer and. He's kind of an quasi actor now. Uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, and then, of course, Caesar, who's the big, burly African American guy. Terry Crews is. <clears throat> Terry Crews, yeah. Um, there was a, a returning character that I was quite surprised by. I didn't think I thought he had bailed on the franchise, but he came back. Wesley Snipes was enjoyable. In fact, Wesley Snipes' introduction is right Ra- out the Randy gate. Randy Couture. Randy that- Couture. That's who it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Snipes, he was fantastic. I think he was underused after they introduced him, but it was it was the, his introduction is the best part of the movie. The beginning of the movie is the best part of the film. Uh, yeah, that was good. Enjoyed it. We, uh, we watched a movie too. We had a um, there used to be a tradition uh, when Will was my roommate that we we did Tuesday nights with Pierce. Which kind of just started as a silly, you know, we wound up watching a Pierce Brosnan movie one Tuesday night. It's not a lot of them. Oh, there's a ton of them. You'd be surprised. Oh, like Lifetime movies? No. no. 
And then we watched another Pierce Brosnan movie the next week. And so once you do two in a row, it's like, okay, I know what we're doing every Tuesday night from now to the end of time. We're watching Pierce Brosnan movies. And we did for like, I don't know, three or four months straight. There's that many Pierce Brosnan movies. And uh, I was buying them cheap. You know, I was like, oh, hey, I was over at Hollywood. And they had this one for like three ninety nine. Oh, cool. Okay, I'll put that in rotation. There's be a bunch of B movies out there. Oh, yeah. This oh, okay. is, it's, a, it's a bunch of. Right. So um, Mel and I came home from work Monday. Four. Bond movies. You're done with his Bond films. Yeah. Mel and I came home from work Monday, and we just we weren't tired. We were kind of wired and shouldn't have been because we had busy days the next day. But I was kind of like, well, you know, I've got this movie that comes out tomorrow. It's The November Man. I really kind of like to watch it, but it's late. She goes, I'm fine with it. I was like, really? So we went ahead and watched The November Man, which released this week. Is it, is it good? It is good. Everybody's is everybody. Was it's really, really, really good. Fantastic. It's it's an intelligent spy thriller. Well, and they said it's 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 Pierce back to doing what he does best. Yeah. It just well, I mean, it's it's Pierce doing. A quasi James Bond well, spot, but, but. but I mean, for the last several movies, he tried to step out of that role, and he's always done these kind of old man parts or these parts that didn't require a lot of physical acting. And he's not like terribly that. physical in this one. In fact, there was a there was a brilliant scene where they're in the middle of this big chase and they're running through the market, and he knocks this guy off a motorcycle. And the motor, there's this great close up shot of the motorcycle as it kind of teeters over, and Pierce and the woman are standing there. And I was like, "Aha! This is where those Bond skills are going to come into action." And he bypassed the motorcycle and kept running through the crowd. And I went, "Aw!" <laughs> but it was it was awesome. I'm kind of glad he didn't get on the motorcycle because then it would have been just like every other action movie, yeah. you know. And so it was kind of cool that they didn't do that. But yeah, I was it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was a very uh, that's one I've been looking. Very that's on well my list thought of films out film. to see. So yeah, that and Dawn on the Planet of the Apes, <laughs> which will be out tomorrow. tomorrow. I'll just probably just go buy it. We watched uh, both Hobbit movies. Ooh, wow. Re- it's a <laughs> rewatch for you, though. Yeah, right? rewatch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and just sat. We ended up. I picked it up at the library, went home, and then Saturday night ended up like, oh, "What do you want to do? Okay, let's watch the first one." And then I had the second one on reserve at the library, and oh, I got to run to Dylan's. Oh, look at the red box. A dollar fifty. All right. <laughs> So we ended up watching that on Sunday. And then, all Christmassy, Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Sarah didn't watch it. Are you just making up for what you didn't finish on uh, <laughs> yeah, for Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> I had put it on hold at the library and it came available. So I was like, uh, and then I had to renew it. There's a part of it that happens at Christmas, right? Yeah, Am I, I crazy? So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like part of it. Yeah, it's like a a small section, like a tiny chunk. I am putting that on my Christmas end. (laughs) (laughs) They laughed. I went. I went. What's 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 a weapon? I got to put all these. That's definitely a Christmas movie. That one takes place at Christmas from beginning. This is only same thing with those black Shane Black movies. Iron Man three. Yeah, those are Christmas movies. This one, ha- what's what's your qualification? How much Christmas does it have to take place? Does it have to be at least as as I sell out? Five minutes I, I get wider and wider ranging <laughs> criteria. <laughs> Silent night, deadly night. Yeah, Christmas well, movie. Well, the whole thing takes place. Well, wait a minute. Is it that? One? No, Santa slays the one that doesn't take place. <laughs> I forget how slow of a pace that movie is. <laughs> Interview with the vampire. It, it really is slow. It, really yeah. is. it put me to sleep the first time I watched it. Yeah, I got mad. I had that, to get back and I don't, up. And I'm not a big fan of his, although there, there's a few films that, I, that are on my top 100 list. But uh, uh, <laughs> so popular, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, that Christian guy. Slater, which he's not in it much, Oh, he's got a very small role. But right? he's just, he's really And on Tim Real Banderas. You know, he really just, yeah, I forgot too. Banderas is in it. Um, yeah, just, Before he's he really everybody. intense as the guy that's, you know, interviewing. And then wants to be, Yeah. 
That's probably Christian's best strength, though, is coming in as a supporting. Oh yeah, that, that, that he's, he's way him. better as a he supporting. Was the best yeah. thing no, no. about Undiscovered Star Trek Undiscovered. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good in that. <laughs> he was good in that. He was really good in that. Backlit. All I also uh, read the Star Wars. Oh, the uh, the, 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 the graphic the, novel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. That, did you read it all? I, I, I own them all. I haven't read them I yet. I completely forgot to put that on reserve. It's probably going to return it soon. It's the, the graphic novel is really nice. It's set up very well. Omnibus. You can't tell where one issue ends and one begins. Um, well, the hardback that you checked out is gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. the hardback. In fact, is, I'd buy it just for the. And, just it's, the and it's got a whole bunch gorgeous. of concept art in the back of how they came to design, and it even includes the pitch comic that the guy wrote to give to George Lucas to go, can I do this? And the style is very different. You get a it's chance really well to check done. His, his Instagram because he... I posted a picture of it. Picture okay. Of no, I don't know if I saw it on my phone. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's, it's, it's and for those who don't know, this, really this is a comic that's um, it's based on the original treatment for Star Wars. Original draft. The original draft, which is vastly different from what the movie became. Yeah, the, and the a lot of it's Macquarie the, uh, concept, yeah. concept art. Which, it's, I mean, the Macquarie concept art is still there when you watch Star Wars, but it's... But this this is it's, 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 drastically it's, different in my opinion. Really, it's a still, lot of it is different. It, the Some idea the is still there, but yeah. the, I think the concept's still drastic. Well, when you get to like the Bespin stuff, that's that's ripped right from the pages of. It's it's a lot of the book. original stuff yeah. is vastly different. It uh one of the biggest changes, and this is not a big spoiler thing or anything. R two D two actually speaks. Really, like he has dialogue. It's well, not beep boop beep boops. His dialogue in the films. It's not. We just don't understand. So it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a series of beeps. It's the actual dialogue and the character. My question between three PO and R two is three PO. Does he come off as a swarmy, uh, smarmy uh, used car salesman? Because that's how the original. Not that's how he was not as much supposed it to be. Came across and Anthony like, Daniels actually changed the. It, the in, the, in the graphic novel, it felt like they took three PO in the movie we got and split it into two characters. Oh, okay. So hmm. there were some elements that were kind of. Stuck to each one, but yeah, really, really interesting. I highly recommend reading it, especially if you're familiar with Star Wars and know kind of the history of it. I highly recommend it. I don't want to derail us too much, but of course the. Uh, but the, I think we should discuss I the trailer. If <laughs> we we're have done to. with what we did this week, we can review the trailer. Want to do that? Yeah, I'm you, good. I'm good. No, I'm All right. Well, the trailer for the first trailer for uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens came out this week, and what'd you guys think? I was underwhelmed. I'm excited, but a little trepidatious. I loved it 100%. <laughs> really, my biggest issue with it is that... saw my reaction because I watched it at work. And I, I did... I, I The whole time I was sitting there watching You had this, this thing, SpongeBob reaction. Hey, I did. That was exactly <laughs> yeah, what I did. That was it. And but the, 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 the whole time that I watched it, I my inner child completely came out, and it was like I was five years old again. It was... Oh, it was incredible. Mm. The tech in it. Really I don't care how different me. it looks. <laughs> it's did, did you, did, twenty years later. Did you, did you make that same inner child face when the Phantom Menace trailer? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> I just, I'm just and, asking. And, no, no, no. I, I, I do. I'm not. I'm not rose colored tinting this because I realized that I was as excited for the Phantom Menace even when the trailers came out. And that same inner child came back when I sat down in the movie theater for the first time, and the fanfare came up, and the scroll oh, yeah. went out back, and I just I had. That oh, we moment. were all there. I was in, you know, I was we, in we tears. I was in tears. I don't know if I was that far. Oh, I was in tears. 
We were all in stages yeah, but of that. You didn't watch that thing in the theaters at five years old when you first. No, I was experience. That was my experience. I uh, I agree with you. I think the tech looks awesome. I'm real excited. That the, I like the, the redesign the, of the stormtroopers. The, I think that looks really cool. The starfighters were were among the best bits of of what we. My got. my only issue with it is the lightsaber. Oh, I don't know. Why does everybody get the I lightsaber? Don't, I, I just don't. I, I, I don't, don't get, get it. it. Why? When I first, why have those okay, things sticking out? Here, here. When I first saw it. If you give me my the first thought, so that you don't get your hand cut off like Luke did. But, but well, you're going to get your hand cut off. Yeah, if you it. look at the broadswords from back in the well medieval times, that was a guard for the hand to keep your hand from getting hit. Which functionally, with the lightsaber, when you first think about it, it makes sense. But when you second think about it, it also was not sharp on the underside of it because often the broadsword would swing back to a point where it would touch your gloved hand or yeah. your or your bare hand, and that. Protected your hand as well, so it absorbed the force. If it was like of some lightsaber, and then it also material, it was instead, also it, you know it was also flat on the underside, so that when it hit your hand, it just kind of you know it blocked and kind of this thing. If your hand gives at all, you're taking your hand completely off. It's it's it would be well, like having a sharp you, edge on the. You have to be that good of a swordsman. <laughs> to if you're that good of a swordsman, you don't need that. It's true. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although it does look like it's been rather. Kind visually, it's made. to me. Visually, it's cool. Functionally, it's terrible. <laughs> I, d- I felt like they were trying to one up the double blade, the double blade reveal. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I it's it's. I everybody jumped on it. I've seen all Which, the memes. The, swi- the, the Sith army yeah. lightsaber. I, I, I like it better than the Inquisitor's lightsaber. I'll give you that. Have you guys seen that thing in action? Uh-huh. That was the Inquisitor's lightsaber. It's in the Rebels. Oh, it's the oh, double I bladed. It. I have seen this. with this yeah. circle around it. I have seen. You know that. what the circle does? Spins it for him. Yeah, he doesn't even have to turn his wrist. He just goes like this and uh, grievouses it. Well, that's lazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the 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 try whatever broadsword thing better than his lightsaber. I just think it's cool. Part of me yeah. wonders if the original concept had it going out from either side and then kind of going up so that it was a bit of a trident. More and like they a reali- Yeah, but then they realized the functionality that, or the, the physics of that. <laughs> you couldn't bend that. I mean, we're already playing fast and loose with physics as far as laser swords go. <laughs> I mean, the laser doesn't go to one point and stop. But... As that, Randall said, dr- how does it know how far to go? <laughs> it's a beam of light, right? It's even worse if you try to make that go up from that out. And you're like, wait a minute. There's only so much... My mind can stretch to allow yeah. that to be I, I think where I come down, there, there's a part of me, don't get me wrong, I'm excited, but I'm tempered. I'm I'm very, this did exactly it's, what it a teaser should have done. Burned before. That's the problem is, is, is I think that the prequel trilogy now, has really put a... Do, does your views well, of Star Trek weigh in on this at all? Up. Well, and yeah, a little bit. Because the trailer looked like a J.J. Abrams film. It didn't look like a Star Wars film. And it's like, okay, I mean, it's, it's a different guy. I get it. You know, I'm enough, trying not to bring that down. Lens flare. <laughs> Have you seen the one that's been cut together? Needs <laughs> more lens flare. I haven't seen the lens flare. I've seen the George Lucas edition. <laughs> oh, the Lucas one's hilarious! Oh my gosh! And I, oh, I, and I, I think one. reality is somewhere in between these. That it's not all lens flare and it's not all moving parts. But I just, and this is the weird thing. You said that you know. Speaking of somebody who's been you know burned from the prequels, I'm kind of the apologist. I'm the guy that I'm the apologist. You know, no, I'm a bigger apologist. For the, and you're, I, you're a bigger I still, one than me. Even I still think *Phantom Menace* is a good film. It is the weakest of all six, but it's still an enjoyable film. And I will to this day 
honestly say Jar Jar doesn't bother me. I'm not as annoyed by Jar Jar as a lot of people are. I'm I was glad that he was tempered for the rest of the films, but I, he didn't bother me. It was it was I recognized it as he was for the fan for the for the kids and. Phantom Menace is still a fine film. And it's, I enjoyed it. it. Phantom Menace it's, it's, is it, quite a, actually fascinating political drama. It really is. It's just <laughs> people wanted Star Wars instead of that. My The only thing that I struggle with in the first films is the dialogue. I think it's very poorly written. And I think that, that yeah. the, 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 the weakness of that film is the dialogue and the fact that George Lucas wrote it and wouldn't let anybody deviate from the lines. I would have agreed with you, and at one point in time did. The more I have watched Phantom Menace the less I can sit through it. And I, I, I try. I really try not to nitpick it. I try, I'm kind of the same way. You know, I don't hate Jar Jar. I mean, he's probably the weakest character ever. But I, I don't hate him. I'm glad that he's tempered. But, you know, it's, it's not that. There's just so many little miscues throughout the film that just don't really gel to make it work for me. And the more I sit through it, the more I'm like, here we are. Going. And I went back and saw it in 3D. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and even then was kind of like nothing's happening, nothing's happening. And I like the political <laughs> machination. I love Palpatine. He's my favorite character in the thing. Unfortunately, he's not in the movie. I enough. know. It's just nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing. And then we went back to Tatooine, which is a boring planet. <laughs> okay, there's just I don't know. It's got a lot of problems. But this one, this is my worry. Looks honestly. like we're back on Tatooine again. <laughs> this is my honest Possibly to God worry. Possibly indoor. Is possibly Yavin. <laughs> If all all J.J. Well, Abrams has to do, planets. all he has to do right. is deliver a film that's 10% better than Phantom Menace. And then hand it off to the next person and that can do something hard, amazing. Well, but the hardcore fanboys will be like, oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever! And I'll be going, no it isn't. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, and I'll be hated. The reason that they'll say that is because it's not Phantam Menace. That's, that, that's, ju- that's just that. it. Is that, you know, 10% better. And it's like, don't we as fans deserve better More? than 10%? But that's what everybody's mindset is. And I've already seen the Facebook feeds of all my friends going... <gasps> Oh, you know they're 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 more blown over this than they were the Avengers trailer. And it's like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> James Spader singing "No Strings on Me." That's creepy. That's got my, you know. And I don't, I'm excited about Star Wars, but I have to say the Jurassic World trailer got me. A I'm bit more excited. I'm more Gosh, excited for no, Jurassic World. No, okay, we're going to review that one now. <laughs> no, it's more of the same thing. That's what I want. No, but the problem is, return to what works. <laughs> let's get away from the Velociraptors, please. Well, I don't need one, gangs of Velociraptors again. That's, I, I, I think you're focusing something different. I think you're focusing too much on that it, final it shot. It really feels like the first film, and and, and but you notice they ignored him. I love him. the first film. I loved the first film, but. No, let's, let's. The Velociraptors I ignored I don't think the him. Velociraptors are going to be that big of a. Role I don't think they are either. I am fascinated with the fact that they managed to go ahead and do a Jurassic Park theme park or Jurassic well, World yeah. theme and park. De- design their own dinosaur. Yeah, that's going to. And it did not occur to me until I saw the preview. Even with the name change and everything, it did not occur to me that they're doing a Disney World thing. That there was Disneyland and then there was Disney World, and that's. Kind of the same concept here. Yeah. And I didn't occur to me. And it's bigger, and it's got a monorail, and it's so pretty. <laughs> I'm super. Oh, I'm so excited. I am super World. hyped for Jurassic Park. Here's Port. my other problem with it is, and part of it is because I loved him as Star Lord because of the character it was. Um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt was fantastic because I've I've loved him on Parks and Rec, and well, Andy's quite a different character than Star Lord. <laughs> the 
character wasn't a huge stretch for him. I mean, it wasn't a huge step away from this one. Is almost a little too serious, and I and I, I I hope that he will convince me that he can do a more serious role, more of an action oriented role. Yeah. But I, that was the weakest thing about the trailer as well was Chris Pratt, and I really was excited for Chris Pratt to be in this. So well, I, I don't I, think I we saw enough of him to yeah, know. Well, that's it's, probably true. You know. He might not get to use his humor abilities as much in the trailer as he will. Well, let's hope he does in the film because he's he's a really good action comedy. He he could do a great spiritual, um, not predecessor, the other word, ancestor to um, John. No, not John. To Malcolm, his character. He he could pull off a good Malcolm like character in the movie. See, it almost seems like he's Malcolm and. he, he's Grant. Yeah, combined. <laughs> Seems like these combine the two characters. Oh, sorry, I, I, I had to go. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he, he kept he kept saying Malcolm, and I'm like Reynolds. <laughs> In the middle, ancestor Firefly. Is this the same universe? Did I miss something? No, no. It's a stretch, Keith. I don't get it. Okay, yeah, I'm Jeff with Goldblum. You. Jeff Goldblum. He, he could be a he could pull off of that kind of role really well. Not and as neurotic, the, but and the yeah. action, yeah. I'm excited. He's about not it. supposed to be a descendant or anything. No, no, cool. no. I, not that I saw. Although <laughs> they're drawing, thing they're drawing a lot of parallels. Yeah. That's well, he's almost thing. more like uh, Roland from the first yeah. film or the second film, I guess. Well, he's a little bit of that character wrapped in there. Too. Well, and more like uh, Muldoon too. Or Muldoon. Muldoon's a probably better example. But I'm so hyped for that. I'm just <laughs> even down to <laughs> her wearing a white jumpsuit. <laughs> you know, you know what they had me. The park is open. <laughs> okay, <laughs> shut up and take oh, my money. I love the image of the train going through the. Uh, uh, gates. It's like it's just like the ride at the amusement park. <laughs> I'm so excited. Or was it a boat? It was a train. It was a train. Wasn't it? Well, it was both. Because there's a scene later where they're going through the river on boats. And yeah, the, they're okay. going. Okay. Yeah, all, which, all, all which, those things oh, in the book that goes, we wanted are finally coming to be. <laughs> oh. all, all the ideas that they lifted from the book for the second film, instead of using the stuff from the actual second book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> And then all the stuff that finally made it into the third home. It's a bird cage. <laughs> well, or the raptors. Or the little tiny raptors on the beach that opened the first book and opened the second film. Yeah. Wait. Where were they in the entire yeah. first film? Of course, they were also supposed to kill a character based off the book. It's a different island. Dennis died. <laughs> no. That was the, the little raptors killed a different yeah, I character. I uh, Compies. Compies. Compthamathus. Absolutely. Baby Raptors. Yeah. Star, Star Wars <laughs> Underwhelmed. I mean, I'm excited for both, I'm but still I'm excited. more excited for Jurassic Park. I'm more excited for Just Jurassic because World it's right coming now. I'm the exact opposite. I'm excited for both, but I'm more excited for Star Wars. But like I said, once we get an actual trailer, this, 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 this one did exactly what it's supposed to. It teased me. I'm, I'll tell I'm you, like, okay. this was one of the best but, teasers that I've seen in a long time, because it seems like anymore we've been getting teasers of these little truncated... Um, just maybe not even flavor of the film. This actually had scenes in it. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I love the droid. I thought the droid was awesome. The droid was cool. The droid was awesome. Yeah, cool. It does, now that I've seen the soccer ball, but it does look like that soccer ball, that Brazilian soccer ball, but it's, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. The droid's cool. And uh, the, the, I, I may have had my heart skip a beat when the Falcon... <gasps> oh, me too. 
So that was like, okay, yeah. yeah. Now, now we're getting closer to, to. And it's such a nice touch that it's a different dish on the top now. Yeah. No, Lando knocked the old I one off. <laughs> but it's a little thing that they could have not overlooked. a scratch, right? <laughs> and they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Now it's it's yeah. I said, I'm just. It wasn't until later that I realized it was different. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it should be. Maybe JJ is not going to screw this up. Well, I think the the other part of it too. Maybe is his fanboy is there enough that he can do it right. Interesting enough, we didn't see any of the original cast. No, and I think that's a smart move. Yeah. Calculated. Yeah, I wanted that. I think that would help. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other thing is that I I've, I I had come to grips with Star Wars being gone, and we talked about this when Disney announced yeah. they're coming back, and I'm still in that shell shocked. Oh yeah, but m- but they're gone. More. Uh, okay. Well, I was supposed to admit I've been on this roller coaster ride. Every time there's good news, every time there's bad news. Every time there's good news, every time there's bad news. Every time there's good news. And this is December. I'm waiting for the that, other shoe to drop. That's that, why that, that to me is the absolute nail in the coffin for why I don't like the trailer. And I know it's stupid, and I know it's just me. But the da, 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 still had da, hope da, that it was going to come May. December, and it was like <laughs> wrong. It just, Star Wars isn't a Christmas movie. It doesn't. It should kick off the summer blockbuster. It, it is. A, I, they're, they're, it's just a tonal. It's of the flavor, the feel. I don't know. Pick a word. There are movies that are winter movies. Star Trek. Star Trek's a very winter movie for me. I could watch. Well, it's always come out. The, the, well, it should be until they decided. Like, let's reboot them and release them in the summer. I think. Was, let's, let's, let's make it a Star Wars. Hey, Insurrection <laughs> was, late, was late summer, wasn't it? Uh, was it like Star, 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 Star Trek V was the last one that came out in the middle of 89. All the rest of them have been winter up until the reboot. Oh, I didn't realize it. <laughs> but I um, just remember seeing Insurrection when it was <laughs> nearly Christmas. Was it was nearly Christmas. But uh, it just Star Wars is a summer film. It's it should have summer dollars. See what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Enough we about move that. Move on to movie or to movies. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry, kids. <laughs> News, uh, as we alluded to last week, but not confirm. Stephen Thorne will be at Time Eddie. Which is now confirmed. Which is now confirmed and officially announced. He should have Yay! been a god! Uh, We're still other... requesting him to say that again. <laughs> I'm going to bring my phone book. Here, read this. Read this one. While we record it. <laughs> just. Something about his voice. I don't know. He has a great voice. I just. I admitted to Mel that I have a man crush on Pierce Brosnan watching November Man. And they put him in the blue. You know how he's always got that one scene where he wears a suit with a blue shirt? It's just like, he looks so good in blue. And she looked at me and I was like, hey, what? I I can't help it. Stephen Thorne's voice is right up there. Just read this. Okay. Uh, BBC have announced the title for this year's Christmas special. Last Christmas. I gave you my heart (laughs) the very next day. That song has got to be in there now. I know it's going to kick off our episode review. <laughs> I give it to but which version? Special. Well, you have to do the George Michael. The George Michael. Because yeah, yeah. so many people have covered it now. I don't listen to those versions. <laughs> They've also released a new image uh, that I'm sure everyone's seen of Santa and the Doctor and Clara and the elves on the roof. And they've given us a synopsis, but we're not going to read that. Do Just the old on the roof, picture. right? Not the whole cast on the roof. No, they're all on the roof. Are they all on the roof? They're all on the roof. Up on the roof, top. Reindeer palms, out jumps good old Santa. And Santa has a tangerine. And the doctor, and Clara, and... I don't get it. 
He made the what? reference in that clip. I know. I don't get it. It's a it's a, it's a Christmas thing. time thing. Oh, we always, no, well, as a kid, we always got oranges in our stockings. But tangerines, I think, is another popular one, especially ah. overseas. Yeah, oranges. And when I got oranges, were very it was synonymous with Christmas. Well, when I got oranges, it was always from that one relative I didn't really like, <laughs> who didn't know what to get me. <laughs> you got your bag of oranges. <laughs> I got a bag of oranges. No, no. When, when I was a kid, that was a big thing. You got an orange in your stocking. You got a candy cane and an orange. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah. You can I feel also, vaguely bad now about all the things I muttered under my breath opening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Probably out of season by then. <laughs> probably. You, you think? Well, although I saw cuties are now available in McDonald's uh, Happy like cuties Meals. cuties and I like Halos. But they're out. Are they out already? They have little <laughs> stickers on them that said, oh. I don't remember what it said because I went to pick up one for Katrina and I was like, can I get a cutie? And he kind of said it for me because, no, we're out. And the, the way the sign was worded, it was, we're fresh out or something to that effect on the sticker, which I just assumed meant we're fresh out of the, hey, yeah, look, here's yeah. the, you know. Well, it's a play on words. They're fresh, <laughs> they're and now fresh, they're out. And they're out. But no, no they're it means they're out. fresh out. <laughs> As in no more. I was like, oh. So then I had to go, you want apples or uh, <laughs> gogurt? Gogurt. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought we were going to go with. All right. Uh, those living in the U.K. can pre-order their DVD version of Last Christmas already. Going to be released January 26th. So we're strongly advising all of our listeners to do that because then Amazon will screw up and send it to you early. <laughs> and, uh, no, that was only in the U.S. No. I know. This is U.K. This is just the U.K. right now. We haven't got You, you, can, order, got you can order from Amazon.uk. Oh, that's UK. true. If you've got a region-free Blu-ray <laughs> you player, you might not be able to watch it. And then you'll get it early and you can let us know what happens. <laughs> no, don't let us know what happens. <laughs> Everybody was really good when they got their early copies of season... Seven. Seven part two. <laughs> is that is that why you think Moffat went a little nuts? <laughs> this is the constant string of <laughs> Sad, sadly it wasn't at back then it was the BBC screwing up. Well even now it's the BBC <laughs> screwing up. I just I just even love with how... the leaked stuff, it was still technically the BBC yeah. screwing up. I just love how he he, he went I mean his, his personal feelings hasn't changed, but he went so from so strongly don't ruin it. Don't give out the ending. Don't give out the spoilers. Blah, blah, blah. To, you know, if I'd had one of those episodes that leaked online, I'd have watched it. <laughs> what? As a fan. But you he's know. not saying he would have released yeah, any information. So it's still, he's still walking the line. That's it. He's still you know, walking that, the line. That, and the fans, again, have been wonderful because that stuff, as much as that leaks, that stuff just is not out there. Much better than AMC's Walking Dead Facebook page, apparently. Uh-oh. Or the BBC Facebook page. After the BBC? For Walking Dead? No, for uh, when Dark Water aired. Oh. Right yeah. afterwards, they posted the big spoiler of who Missy was. Yeah, I heard about that. Like, they, they gave a... They gave a Why uh, I stay away? <laughs> avoid social... And they, they said in advance, make sure, if you don't want to be spoiled, unfollow these things and don't look at these links. But still, if somebody, yeah. your friends, was shared it, it's just too many accidents. I, yeah. I, 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 I try very hard to stay away from Facebook altogether I, I, I on Sunday up. nights just too. because it's like I don't want to know. And I, I'm, I'm so far behind that I, you know, but yeah. apparently. Oh, walking dead. Yours is the whole weekend. <laughs> apparently the Walking Dead Facebook page literally like that morning was like, tonight, so-and-so dies. And everybody was like, what? <laughs> I mean, it was a the big, four? it was a big brouhaha over that. It's like, wow. wow. <laughs> Oops. Well, we've we've alluded to it before. Uh, Jenna Coleman possibly might be leaving at Christmas. Well, now the new rumor is that she's had a change of heart and is going to come back for Series 9. Or was it a change of salary? 
It doesn't say. <laughs> dun, dun, I, I dun. Does that mean she won't be in Indianapolis? Uh, I don't Comic-Con know. We'll now. have to see if she can. I, you know, if I don't know that she would have to because if if she wasn't going to be there, they've talked her into it and renegotiated. I'm sure they've let any. I'm sure part of her contract let any sort of pre-standing yeah. engagements yeah. apply. I would so, hope so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we'll go, oh, we need you for shooting that weekend. Darn. <laughs> Reportedly, Stephen Moffat said um, he had to tear up the script and start over. For what you written. Which, that makes me question this report because, I'm sorry, Moffat would just go, okay, so those for later when she leaves yeah, and we'll yeah. just... Uh, the BBC changes. spokesman refer. Uh, Not if he's introducing a new companion, he couldn't do it that well, way. Well, but he could push back the new companion. Just make some tweaks, and the story would still be good. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure he still wants to use some of that story idea for next season, though, because he's been mapping be. that out since yeah. the beginning of season eight. He said that he said he's already got most of the series. But he wouldn't nine. rip it apart and start no, over no. from scratch either. So. Uh, all of this comes from the Radio Times, so take it with a grain of salt. Oh. Although they're pretty reputable. Radio Times is pretty good. Oh, wait, no, it's Radio, yeah, it's, uh, Radio Daily is, Mail. Yeah, That's Daily Mail is the one that went A BBC spokesman has responded saying, this is a speculation, so we won't be commenting. Viewers will have to watch the Christmas episode to find out. I, I think, man, and again, we should preface this by saying these are all, these are all rumors. rumors. This is not nothing actual confirmed. news, nothing confirmed. But... I would presume if that is the case, that's probably part of the reason why the BBC has not been saying anything confirming or denying the rumors because they've still been trying to convince Jenna to stay around. Well, and uh, it could mean any number of things. It could mean kind of like how Martha showed up continually in season four after she had left and then was in a good string of episodes. It could just be that Claire winds up coming back at some point, not necessarily as the... Companion. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Or Billy. <laughs> or Billy, or, you know. You know. Any number of things could happen. So, Also speaking of Series 9... Uh, Capaldi's in it. Capaldi's in it. That's confirmed. And a writer has said she's writing for it. So we have our first female doctor in... I can't remember how... Uh, since... Uh, 2008. We have our first female doctor since Female writer. Thank you. Female writer. Female writer. (laughs) For Doctor Who. For Doctor Who. Since 2008. Uh, Catherine Tregena will be contributing this story. Uh, Do we know of anything she's done before? She has worked on Torchwood. Oh. Out of Time, Captain Jack Harkness, Meets and Adam. So she wrote four episodes. Cool. Three of those were good. (laughs) I'm trying to remember which ones were which. I know I didn't like meat. It was the space whale. I liked meat. Oh, you're weird. I did. I thought that was, that was a good. <laughs> I don't remember them well enough by episode title. Meat was the big and this thing was they a- were keeping in the thing, and they were carving chunks off of it and selling oh, it to yeah. the populace. Oh yeah, I was okay yeah. with that one. It was alright. Uh, this is all according to her CV online, so okay. she's updated her resume to reflect this. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for who? LinkedIn. <laughs> Send. And then the last bit of news, the Christmas-related and game-related, Doctor Who Legacy has rolled out their advent calendar. Hooray! And chapter day. four yes. of their new set, which will only involve a handful of uh, stories so far. 
It doesn't so officially. So if you're that far. Yeah. So if you're like me and you're done with Series 5, then uh, you got to go on. You mean Chapter 3. Yes. If you're done with <laughs> Chapter 3. Because um, if you don't know, they've also uh, revamped the Doctor Who revamped, Legacy. Renamed. So that it's no longer Series, you know, what did they start on? Series 7, 765. Seven, it is now chapter one, two, three, and chapter four is the new one, which I actually like. I think it was a wonderful it's, idea. Um, I think because the way that the game has evolved in such a way that they've really developed their own story, they were just using characters and backgrounds from those previous seasons that it made sense back well, then, but now that they've them, really kind of started their... I mean, it's evolved into its own thing. Yeah. Let's, let's let them step away from the strict season format and do whatever they want. Agreed. Now. In fact, they could go that, classics. They could go. I mean, they just one. turned, they, they just do... turned a year old, which <laughs> I realized last week, I was thinking that Monday or Sunday night, Monday morning was when it was, this was supposed to release. It was actually this week. I was a week behind uh, or I was a week ahead. I suppose is, is what I meant. This well, is because we're, we're so ready out. for, <laughs> so ready for more legacy. Oh, than, yeah. You know, yeah. Especially those of you who have finished, Season five. <laughs> you mean chapter three? Chapter three. <laughs> now I feel like I have to go back to chapter one and finish everything again since it's renumbered. <laughs> I'm pretty no. sure they didn't add new stuff for <laughs> no. I went back to chapter one to. Uh, I still have some chapter three stuff characters. to drop, though. Some characters to drop. So. Which is what I was going to do, but now that chapter four is out, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'll just oh. I'll move on until I can't anymore. Locked. <laughs> Yeah, mine too. All right. Um, so yeah, good, good, good deal with legacy news, and be sure to check in every day because uh, there'll be new advent, uh, or is it every week? Every day, every, every day, day, new calendar, new advent calendar uh, goodies, all month. Yes. Uh, sometimes it's a character. Sometimes it's a costume. I'm sure there might be time fragments or something too. Yeah. Kind of like the traveling the vortex Facebook page. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, great. I'm glad yeah. you started that advent calendar. Every day. I, I'm, I'm excited for what you come up with every day. That's Unless there isn't. Month. <laughs> Unless there isn't. <laughs> Unless we miss one. That's in finals. I know. That's your responsibility. No, you started it. <laughs> I just got the ball rolling and turned it over to people far more capable than myself. You know, if you had said, hey, Glenn, I had are- this on the schedule, you just didn't pay attention, <laughs> then I'd have gone, oh, okay, I can take some of these. <laughs> you, you weren't smart you enough for that. <laughs> Give me one second. <laughs> hey, listeners, if you have some great Adventite calendar ideas, <laughs> post them to our Facebook and we'll share them. Because we've bitten off more than we can chew. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is going to wind up like the uh, Jack O'Lanterns. I'm, I'm making him mad. He's like, I, I have today's ready to go. Oh, oh well, there you go. There you go. We'll have at least. You just got to plan it out in advance. Just think of him ahead. I can't make it you through. You can pre-schedule posts. I can't make it what? through a month long of photo challenges. I can't either. <laughs> Which did you see? Um, Chris or Brittany started up again for Brittany December. Did and, uh, almost did it. ABCs I of Christmas. Almost did it. Almost did it. If anybody, you, I think Glenn still, I, know, I, it was it was so tempting. I almost yeah, I, I should still do all day it. long. I kept thinking, oh, I've got a good one. I've got a good one. I've got a good one. No, I'll get five, ten, fifteen days in, and then I'll stop. You come up with the good ones, and I'll post them. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can schedule your posts in advance. You know, that's true. Now that now that I can do that, that's not a bad idea because I can just go take all the pictures and then go. Okay, here they are. Yeah. That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to feedback? Feedback. First up in feedback is Holly. Holly writes fun and games. 
Hey guys, is that what we're doing this week? That is what we're doing this oh, week. Oh, goody. Eventually. I hope everyone had a great holiday week slash great week in general. As for the Doctor Who game that I've had the opportunity to play, I can't sing enough praises for Doctor Who Legacy. Though I still may be in season six before the new change and now it's chapter two, I'm a happy <laughs> camper knowing there's lots of levels for me to play once I get past the level I'm currently stuck on. <laughs> The other game that I own is the Doctor Who Trivial Pursuits. I haven't had a chance to sit down and play in a group (coughs) format yet, but I've gone through and looked at the questions, and there's only one incorrect answer and a typo. But there's a lot of questions from both Classic Who and New Who. It comes in its own blue pie piece, and the die have colored Daleks on them to show which category you need to answer. The categories are Time Lords, Companions, Episodes and Stories, Years and Dates, Monsters, Cast, Crew, and Beyond. (laughs) I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing the reviews of the games that you're going to be covering along with your review of Flip Flop and everyone else's thoughts on the Doctor Who games that are out there. Holly from Wisconsin. Holly, I will say, I own... Ten. Ten, maybe eleven. Uh, ten versions of Trivial Pursuit. Ten different wow. versions of Trivial Pursuit. Every one of them has had a typo. Every one of them has had a typo. That's the honest God truth. We've always come across a, a typo in one or the other. Interesting. I yeah. had nine until Sean sold me his silver screen edition, I think it was. If the incorrect answer one. and a typo is in the years and dates category, and it's a unit question. <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> They're entitled. In fact, your answer can be nineteen seventies <laughs> or eighties. I don't know. I, I how does he say it? I, I I can't always get that straight. I can't ever get that straight. Something like that. <laughs> Our next bit of feedback comes from Chrissy. Anybody else hear that? I did not. Wow. Funny enough, I, I have that fitness. many versions of Trivial Pursuit. I don't have no Trivial <laughs> Pursuit. I only have a Star Wars: The Saga Edition. <clears throat> I have. Not the version you had. Oh, you have it. I have the other one. Now I'm going to be forced to go through them. Which I one have. Do I have? Well, which one do you have? I don't know. That one right there. Trilogy Pursuit. Well, it's, a, it's the Star Wars one. But they came out with two. Yeah, there's Is a, yours just the original trilogy? There's one that oh, has all of Oh, it is the classic trilogy. Yeah, classic yeah trilogy. I have the one that has both. <clears throat> and the DVD, which is fun. I have... Uh, no one will play with me. Star Wars classic Golden. trilogy, since we're on that one. I have the new Star Wars Trivial Pursuit with all of them. Uh, that's a fun game. Do you still have a, v- <laughs> a VCR? I do still have a VCR. Did you I keep have, that one TV? <laughs> I have the original set of Trivial Pursuit, the first one that came out. I have Silver Screen Edition now, thanks to Sean. I have the Young Players version. I have the Disney Family version, which is half Disney. Well, about a third Disney questions and two-thirds. Like my sister has Disney. Um, I have Disney Trivial Pursuit, which is all Disney oh, wait, questions. Wait, no, she might have Disney seen it. Um, I have... I think I still have. This is the one I'm not sure. On. I have. I think I still have the Baby Boomer edition, and I think no, I know I have the Baby Boomer. What's the Baby Boomer I, edition? It, it's one with basically all Baby Boomer era questions. It's things huh. from from like World War, post World War II to like the 1980s. Huh. Um, for the most part, it's ones that are geared towards that Baby Boomer generation. The one I'm not sure of that I still have is the sports edition. Because I, did, I rarely ever played it, so I, uh-huh. I can't remember if it's in my set still. Did you ever? Uh, did you have the genus? The genus? Wasn't that what it was called? Like, Genius, Genius? was the first one. That oh, was no. the uh, what was the like the, the super brain one? Like because you know, there's nothing that makes you feel dumber. No, than... I, don't, I don't think I have that one. 
we're playing two hours of Trivial Pursuit and not getting any wedge pieces. Yeah, we, 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 the, the original Trivial Pursuit was kind of like watching Jeopardy. It was yeah. kind of like, this is a crapshoot as to whether or not I'm going to get anything right today. <laughs> but That's then, how the uh, sports edition was for me. The, then they kind of do it, some of these uh, special editions. And we found out with the young players version, we felt like, hey, here's That's one like we Jeopardy. can actually It's like playing yeah. Yachty Week on Jeopardy. It's like, I, I actually feel like I have a shot at some of these. And then the super hard version came out. And it's like, like it wasn't super hard already. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. That's for your Sheldon Cooper types. Well, <laughs> when I was a kid, we got the uh, Genus Edition, which is the original, the Trivial Pursuit. And <laughs> we got that. We played that all the time with my parents. Well, my dad would just kick our butts because he just knew everything. <laughs> and so we get so frustrated and so frustrated. Then finally, for Christmas, I got the Young Players Edition. And I was so stoked because I thought, okay, I can finally compete with my dad. Well, I don't know why I thought that, because my dad already knows everything. <laughs> the old player editions were just simpler questions, so he got all those right, too. So I just felt better that I got more right than <laughs> I did. So. so there was Master Gamer, Genus, Baby Boomer, Silver Screen, Genus 2. Okay, see, I don't have Genus 2. Young Players, Disney, Featuring the Magic of Disney. Yeah, Featuring the Magic of Disney, because they're well, that's that's the DVD there's two. No, it's not DVD. There's oh. Walt Disney Family Edition and then Trivial Pursuit Featuring the Magic of that's Disney. That's the one I have. I don't have the Walt Disney Edition. So does that mean it includes Disney questions? Yes. What it so is is... Trivial Pursuit plus Two-thirds of it is just basic oh, Trivial okay. Pursuit questions. The other third is... In fact, I think it's its own category, are Disney questions. Ah. Uh, Junior's First Edition, Genius Edition Volume 2, Vintage Years, 80s, 60s. 80s, that's the other one I have. Second Edition Juniors, TV Edition, The Year in Review, 1992. This is when we were getting really specific. <laughs> Tenth we're Anniversary. Running out of ideas. All-American Edition. I have the All-American Edition. Year in Review, 93. Genius 3. Junior 3. Genius 4. <laughs> Junior 4. Star Wars Classic, Star Wars Episode One, Millennium, Warner Brothers, Biographies, Genus 5, Jeez. Junior 5th Edition, 20th Anniversary Edition, Disney Animated Picture Edition, Lord of the Rings Movie Trilogy Edition, uh, Volume 6, Globetrotters, 90s, in a metal box this time, Book Lovers Edition, Trivial Pursuit for Kids, Volume 6, Pop Culture, Pop Culture 2, I have Pop Culture, that's it. Totally 80s, Totally for Kids Nickelodeon Edition, totally Trivial Pursuit Greatest Hits, <laughs> The 25th Anniversary Silver Edition. Trophy Pursuit <laughs> Family 08. The Beatles. Why don't I have the Beatles? I don't know. Pursuit Team. I guess I, I assumed you Beatles? did. Bet you know it. Master Edition. Rolling Stones. Disney for All. Classic Rock. Power Rangers. World of Warcraft. <laughs> party Game. And then they go to Supplemental Card Sets, which I'm not going to read. Which I is have what a wild card edition. Like. Yeah, I have a Supplemental Wild Card Edition, too. I Holy shnikes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. I, had no, I knew there was a ton of them. And, and I have that, about nine or ten of them, and that's only a small chunk of what exists. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, we really do. Now that we've bored you with we that. We have way derailed on that. Enough Sorry. patting myself on the back for owning Disney or Derivial Pursuit. Well, here's, here's the scary thing, though. Is not only do you own them, realistically, with I, I would go so far as to say with the exception of the sports, you would best anybody listening <laughs> at any one of those versions. Not because you own them, but just because you know that much worthless crap. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, though, that's the reason why they don't get played that often, because exactly I don't know anybody that wants to play you. with me. Playing trivia with Glenn is kind of like playing a movie game with me. It just <laughs> like, so everybody's true. like, nah. That it's is like, so true. How about if I MC? Nah, Okay. <laughs> Uh, did we get other feedback? We did. We did. <laughs> Good morning. Back on feedback. She wrote, Fun and Games 2, the sequel. 
Dear Vortex Boys, in honor of your second Fun and Games archive, I spent much of my Thanksgiving break trying to level up some more Doctor Who Legacy characters. I am pleased to report that I have finally gotten two of my characters beyond level 40, Clara and Vestra, just for the record. I will say they have made it pretty darn hard to get those really fancy time fragments. You know, the Omega, Rassilon, and that rainbow-looking thing. Those fragments. <laughs> but I did it. And I'm still losing on Season 5. Yeah, or tough. Chapter 3, as it, it is, is now tough. called. Yeah, it's tough. But I'm still having fun with it, which is the important part. A quick word about the holidays in general. When I was little, I thought the phrase Happy Holidays was what people said in order to cover the months from October through February because every one of those months had a major-ish holiday. It never occurred to me that it was a substitute for Merry Christmas or anything like that. So I understand the whole idea of a holiday season. I've gotten to the point where these holidays all blend together anyway, and I'm okay with it, especially because it means I get to poke Sean and Keith a little bit over Christmas. Although I will never understand the whole Black Friday shopping thing. I mean, you have this extra day off, you have a house full of Thanksgiving leftovers, probably some good movies on TV somewhere... Why leave the house at some ungodly hour to go camp out in the cold just to get a cheap flat screen TV? <laughs> Amen, Chrissy. Maybe that's why I'm, you don't wait out in the cold. You <laughs> go after they open, and it's like, if I can get it, great. If not, oh well. Cyber Monday, kids. A chunk of that is are still there, though, too. Yeah, yeah. that's what I, I mean. Oh, the, the, we didn't have to wait in line at Best Buy, yeah, and I there, walked there in and grabbed the first come, first serve, but the rest of it's, yeah, it's usually there. I don't need a TV that badly. No. You know what? I really wanted a TV. I went and bought a TV. That's kind of <laughs> how I work. It's just how I roll. Um, maybe I'm just lazy or something, but I've got two words for everyone crazy enough to do Black Friday shopping, and I'm including my mom and my aunts who go out every year in this insanity. Cyber Monday. Thank you, Chrissy. <laughs> well, and so many of the Black Friday deals were available online as it was. Anyways. I, looked on, I looked on the Cyber Monday stuff for today, though. And there's nothing really that great. Well, I, I mean, they, they Best did, Buys and they had, like five they had, bucks off. As, as Keith alluded to, they had some wonderful stuff online for Black Friday yeah. that was the same deals and price, except for some of them you had to pay for the shipping. Now for actual Cyber Monday, I think that killed it because there's not. There a lot was of good stuff I saw I had a, I ran a report in one of my newscasts that there were better deals online on Thanksgiving yeah. than there are on Cyber Monday. Yeah, and that's true. I scouted it out today. Which those deals start earlier and earlier every year, <laughs> so it's not exactly on the Monday after Thanksgiving. You get the same deals, but from the comfort of your computer, and you can stay in your pajamas and eat turkey sandwiches and leftover pumpkin pie, and that's a bigger win than anything you get by leaving the house. <laughs> I got to go now. I've got a three-year-old niece who needs me for something. Bye for now, Chrissy. Chrissy, Chrissy I will counter your argument with saying I was able to pick up. Hunger Games on Blu-ray for four bucks, and we weren't intending on doing that. So there it's, are benefits it, to going out to it's the store. For some people, it's for it's not for others. That's just it's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of one other thing I did this week, and I forgot to mention it. What'd you do? I, I should say this because um, I, although he doesn't listen to the show, uh, a big thanks to Dave Euler for. Uh, oh yeah, I was yeah. going to ask about that. Uh, you didn't bring it up, so I didn't want to bring. I it up. I forgot but. about it last night. Uh, I went over and and helped him shoot uh, a v- part of a video that he's doing for a company here in town. Um, it's kind of a commercial, but it's it's an internal commercial, so nobody will probably ever see it except for unless you work at this particular company. But um, it was a lot of fun. I hadn't acted in several years on all these projects that we've done, and, and so I got to get in front of the camera again. It was a lot of fun. So I just When was the last acting gig you really did? Was it Wild West? No. Was it Corn Dogs? Uh, oh, I did oh, act no. in Corn Dogs. Well, yeah, I, no, you, I, you, did, you did, a a, I did in, give and uh, take. Oh, well, you did give and take. Match me if you can. And you had a bit and oh, I was, you had I a bit and match me. Match yeah. me. Yeah, that's right. That was the last one I'm aware of. 
It's the last one I remember. I guess I technically was in the um, the what was the name of the one where the with the reporter and the photographer exclusive exclusive. exclusive. I was in that. Oh, we, we were all in that, but I wasn't even there, and I was in that. Yeah, <laughs> they used my picture. I, I was. You, you were the I missing. Was the, uh, I was the missing photographer. The missing photographer. <laughs> I'm going to count that. <laughs> and it really showed your acting. Job. It did. That was the best <laughs> best acting job I ever did. <laughs> Still photo. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you see the email? Did you get the email? They're doing they're doing a new Wild West, and they're going to give us like I don't know, like five weeks to put together a fifteen what? minute film. Oh, wow. yeah! I did not see that. <clears throat> well, I might be able to commit some time. <laughs> there you 15, go. Whatever, fifteen minutes, uh, five weeks. I'm ready. I'm ready. Was that it on feedback? That, that was it. feedback. Shall we move on to our review? <laughs> oh, I know reviews? something else I did this week. No, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> flip. We're going to. We start, are doing flip flop because so we, we're starting with flip flop because we bumped it from we're last gonna, week. We're going to flip flop. <laughs> how we usually do this. <laughs> See what we did there. Flip flop. The doctor and Mel land on the Earth colony Puxatorney, seeking some rare and crucial crystals. It's a snowy Christmas Eve in 3090. But they are soon caught up in the fallout of events from exactly 30 years earlier, when the alien Slithergies, a race of blind, manipulative slugs, made their threatening approach to Puxatorni. But did it? But what did happen at Christmas 3060? Did the Slithergies make war or an uneasy peace? What action did President Bailey or her right man Mitchell take? How do Professor Capra's inventions influence events? And why are the Doctor and Mel meeting everyone twice? Dun-dun-dun! I enjoyed this. I'll tell you, we, we're counting on a lot of people's memory as to uh, what our feedbackers said about it last week, too. <laughs> so we apologize for, for that. Um, this was a good this was a good audio. You know, the best part of this audio, and this, is, this isn't undercutting anything else in the audio by saying this up front, but because it's a good story, it's a fantastic concept, and it's a lot of fun, the Seventh Doctor and Mel just... Shine in this. They they, they did. Although, them. especially the Seventh Doctor, Mel, I thought shouldn't should have been clued into what was going on a bit more than she was. She asked a bit too many questions that I thought she should as a character. Yeah. Of unlike why, Paradise Towers. Yeah. <laughs> why am I meeting all these people, et cetera, et cetera? Right. When it should be pretty obvious to her at this point. Even you even, know, even trying to think of it from her perspective, and she's traveled with the Doctor enough and dealing with time travel of. Oh well, obviously well, it's all and and this she is probably asked, only her fifth adventure out though. So I don't know. I just here's the thing though, Keith. You're absolutely right from a story concept, but from an audio from, adventure, you need, you you need that for the listener that's, that's, to yeah. explain it. Yeah. Explain what's going on. And that's what the. I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, that's what the the companion, especially in the old days, was there for. Well, yeah, it was to to ask those questions so that we could further the story without having. I, to do I a guess lot there, of I guess there was just like one. One instance more particular than others that she she already asked that question previously in the same episode and he answered her. I didn't yes, understand why yeah. he, she was asking it again. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't the alternate Mel? No, it was the same Mel. <laughs> I made sure I, w- I was like, I yeah, because I didn't know it was actually before we switched to the alternate Mel. This is this is one of those that I felt like as I was going through. 
plucking lights while listening, um, <laughs> that I needed a flow chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I really felt like... It was one of those where I, I felt like I almost didn't listen close enough. <laughs> well, and it's also one of those ones that I uh, had intended to go back and listen to again, especially since we afforded ourselves some more time yeah. to do it. And all this week it just got away from me. And I thought, okay, well, I'll just I'll go based on my first impressions of it. And then maybe later down the line I'll go back and listen to it again. But it's one that I want to go back and listen now in order to look for some of those well, things that kind of tie together. I kind of want to listen to it in a different order next time. Yeah, that'd be certainly an interesting one. That'd be a fun one, one to do just to, since it's the way it's put together. Yeah. But um, going through it, I, I, was, I, was, I was a little bothered by the, well, we're just going to take off and let some other doctor and Mel deal with it. Yeah, they're very capable people. And they fly off. And I thought, <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, you got to stay. And I thought, well, that's okay. I got two more parts left. But then it, the, the way that it, <laughs> I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> well, that means you're going to leave and leave the other doctor and melt to it. So who actually fixes this mess? <laughs> Nobody. It's, you know what I came away from this it's, story? It's, a, it's sometimes it's, it's you land and there's a event that happens and you don't necessarily fix it. Well, and I saw comments online saying how. There are big issues with it. With there are now two different versions of the Doctor and Mel out there, and I didn't get that impression. Okay. I, I I got the impression that it was kind of like in the Five Doctors, or when there's more than one TARDIS, and they just kind of meld back into the one, one person at, when they leave. That's certainly a, a good way to look at it. But here's the other way that I look at it: is I can, I did the same thing. I saw a lot of people complaining. Well, now there are two versions of the Doctor and Mel. I don't think this was a splinter in any sort of timeline. I think this was two alternate timelines that came together and merged and then went away from each other again. And I don't think that there was two Or was it one timeline that splintered into two and then remerged at the end? Well, see, I think that there's always been two different timelines because a lot of people presume that we ended up with two versions of the Doctor and two versions of Mel. There's always been two doctors, two versions of the Doctor and two versions of Mel because they couldn't have gotten there if that had been the case. It's if this true. was the folk, the center point of that event, it, it doesn't work because they both arrived. They both left. I think what happened is, I think that we got the alternate version of uh, the Seventh Doctor and Mel in this timeline. They pretty much just crossed over into each other's timeline. And it, it doesn't because matter. Because they never appeared and it doesn't matter that, together. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't matter that they separated and went on. We've got the same, it's the same Doctor Essentially, it's the same Mel. It's just they kind of replaced each yeah. other in, in the timeline. And, 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 what, what, and they did such a they did a really good job of making sure that the Doctor and Mel were never on the planet at the same time. Right. Unlike the other two uh, people that they pick up. Right. There are, there were two of them. There were never two of the Doctor and Mel right. at the same time. So I don't see Which how they. Which I think would have probably they, fractured the timeline yeah. and created a paradox. That and would, have, did, that would create really well. two Doctors yeah. and two Mel's out there. This right. does not. The House of Meteor Cells is going to fracture the timeline, splintering into an ultra universe <laughs> and destroying everything as we know it. Right. Granted, that's a worst case scenario. Um, <laughs> this is Doctor Who doing mind bending time travel. That I've never seen before. I had to go and look. Like, did Stephen Moffat write this? Because <laughs> it feels like I want Jonathan Morris to write for the show. Well, because not only do we have the, the 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 obvious this timeline, this timeline. You know, the president dies, and and there's the nuclear war, and there's the appeasement history. But then we've also got the back and forth with you know going within the thirty years 
within each of those events and going back to yesterday so yeah. that there's time travel within each one of those <laughs> right. timelines going right. on that sets up events that may not pay off until later until you get to that moment and then you're going oh that's how come they knew who they were because now they've traveled back in time to yesterday and man the first couple of times that we went through that i really was like what oh yeah Okay. I mean, I, I really, you know, wrapping my brain around this one was really difficult. It was, it was definitely, it was, this was not like background listening. This no, was not, you, this was, you really had to focus and pay attention to this one. And, um, you know, there was, there was so much going on, which I loved it. I really, really loved it. But could it be argued that there aren't two versions of the Doctor and Mel at all? That all of this is the Doctor and Mel just arriving and leaving ahead of themselves so that it's it's them throughout the constant of the story but they're only here for this part this part and this part but then they come back to this part this part and this part and nearly bump into each other but do it twice because they've splintered into a new timeline i now? think that that's the intent yeah. but i think that unfortunately based on the events in the timeline the doctor and mel would have remembered everything that was happening if they had circled back around and did it again but neither of the, neither true, yeah. of the versions of the doctor and mel that we get remember any of the events that happened before and now, they seem to be blissfully unaware of what's happening exactly. to the now other that ones. can go because they both take off saying well this will leave a, a little turbulence exactly. for them. so you're right yeah. it has to be too that start with. could though answer that could be slightly modified and answered by something that keith touched on earlier on how the timelines kind of blend back in once just the the the, the day of the doctor theory or the five doctors five, theory uh, where yeah. everything's kind of set right once the 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 once that uh, fabric is passed, once once you've gone beyond that, it kind of just fixes itself. But no, I think that was the intent. But no, I I, I thoroughly believe, based on what's laid out, you can on, you can only assume that there were two versions of the Doctor Mel. We just didn't get them ever at the same time. It's deep. It yeah, is deep. It is deep. And it's one of those that you just kind of have to. It's it's such incredible storytelling that it does it it it. it it works as a Doctor Who story, but it also feels completely different than anything yeah, we've had before. Yeah, it really does. And so I, I was very amazed by the fact that it still felt like Doctor Who, but when you look at it through the microscope or you step way, way out and look at the broad picture, you have to look at it as this is something that has never been attempted. I mean, it's been attempted since, but never in this way. And it's it just, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I can't say anything. It's bad about this story. Other than uh, somebody had pointed out um, last week, and I'm having to go by memory here. uh, One of the things that did bother me was why why the Doctor and Mel and the two uh, characters that are with them, and I should remember because they're they're, Stewart and Reed. Reed, Reed. because they're James Stewart. They're named after James Stewart and Donna Reed. I don't know if you knew that. This this whole story was inspired by but not directly related to It's a Wonderful Life. I did not know that. that is, yeah, in fact, there's a wonderful now article in Doctor Who that, magazine, I can totally number see 333, it. where they interviewed Jonathan Morris. And um, he, he pretty much laid out that a lot of the influence of this was from, in fact, um, even more so than that, uh, see if I can remember some of the other characters. Uh, you didn't bring your book, did you? Well, no, but I have the article from Doctor Who magazine here. Um, there was the president. Which was... Uh, well, there's, of course, the 
Poxitani reference. Poxitani was a reference, and the only reason he used that was because of the Groundhog Day, yeah. because of the reoccurring incident. He did he just point that out as well. Um, oh gosh, how come I can't remember? Uh, you know what, Glenn's well, um, I'm looking at fumbling, filling uh, <laughs> <laughs> <filling> air time. <laughs> <laughs> Not only does the story work great on a time travel element, it has a great, I think, metaphor and message in it of the Slithergy. Yeah. I instantly hated them. Yeah. Which and, anyway, and I think this was going to be a cultural story in the. Uh, a little bit. I, I did. Race. Yeah. At first, when they, I heard them talking, I thought, oh gosh, did and, we and, screw up and do a Sill story <laughs> without <laughs> doing it in an archive? The whole Slithergy race is a fascinating commentary on today's society and giving handouts and people demanding handouts. Mm-hmm. It's fat. I, I, I don't want to oh, go. Professor it, Capra was named after um, Frank, Frank Capra, Capra director. Oh, that makes sense. I, I agree that the, I, I loved the, there was no common, not common denominator, but um, there, there was no middle ground between yeah. these, these two parallels. There was flat out refusal which led to this, and then there was the slow erosion of appeasement, and and just the the absurdity of some of the claims. Like, well, we noticed there are no slithergy on the human representative council. Well, there are no humans there. Well, well we think that's an oversight. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, that's not fair to us. And it's just like, man, I can I can see this happening, and <laughs> you know how that. So, yeah, and and uh, Stuart when he makes the comment about his father that in the one history he was like, well, he, all he said was that you know it was a better place to live before they moved in, and he was executed. And then in the other history, well, all he said was that it would have been a better place if we'd allowed him to stay. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> man, it's, nobody's it, it, happy. It, you and know? it gives an interesting oh. idea that there is no win. There's yeah. no way to win in that situation. I'm an idiot. I don't know why I didn't just go to Tardis Wiki and look at the cast. Um, President Bailey was George Bailey. Was inspired oh, by the name George. Clarence Bailey. was the angel. Uh, Man, Pot- why did I not see this? <laughs> Potter was one of the characters, yeah. and that's off of Mister Potter. Um, Capra was the other one, which we touched on. I think that was it. S- Stuart Reed, Bailey, Capra, Potter. Yeah, and those were all just info. And the, and the, and the the idea is is he in the article from DWN three thirty three he talked about how he kind of brought elements in from Back to the Future two which is the, the fracturing of the timeline. Um, it's a wonderful life by the idea of being able to do something different and see the ramifications of, of uh, what happens because of that. And uh, Pakistani came from uh, Groundhog Day because yeah. it, it's that perpetual loop, that, that continuing day. I like the fact that in, in a way that they, you know, we hit upon what I think most of us would kind of fall into that very simple time travel formula of we want to go back and stop ourselves from going back. Yeah. <laughs> and so he takes them back to yesterday and he's yeah. like, you don't get it. <laughs> there, it's there, gone. Yeah, you can't no fix way. that. And as a back to the future fan, I was like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, doctor. You're just wrong. That's not how that works. Well, he tricked them though. They, they, they did not ask the right question. They could have gone back and fixed it, but they asked wrong to, not thinking of this is now different. Right. Yeah. You've got to go back so, to well, he, he they, tricked them yeah. by taking them back to yesterday when really they meant they wanted to go back. They, their 
intention. They weren't thinking it through all the way. That's and that's that's ultimately what it comes down to is is he didn't use the element of you can go back to that one point in the past right. to fix the timeline. But what he did is he showed them that the past between that point has and the future has changed. You 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 can't go back and fix anything. Within that, that within that element, and he was making like Chris, or Chris, you're not Chris. Not, what Keith not said job. is he was making the point that if you, if you go back one day, look how even much more different it is. You can't leave. You can't go back to the point that you left. You have to. You have to go back to where you changed. Go back to where it changed. Where you arrive and kill yourself. Did yeah. you guys ever watch uh, Tripping the Rift when it was on uh, Sci-Fi? Not very often. They did a phenomenal. <laughs> I, I wasn't a huge fan of the show. Um, but they did a phenomenal time travel episode where they go back in time to the Big Bang and inadvertently kill God before he can create the universe. <laughs> so when obviously when they get back home, everything's different. So they go like, okay, what do we do? Well, we have to go back and stop ourselves from you know killing God. They spend literally the next half hour going back and screwing up, trying to stop themselves, <laughs> and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse to the point where they finally have to go back and kill the original set of them that showed up. So they kill themselves to prevent that from happening, and that finally fixes everything. They're like, but why are we still here? Why aren't we all dead? Like, oh, God works in mysterious ways, and they just left it at that. <laughs> Family Guy did something similar to that. Oh, the the multiverse yeah. Brian yeah. and Stewie one, which was another really good example of oh god, my brain's starting to hurt with how many put, putting in here. Um, but I love stories that do that. Oh, on the Futurama episode where they travel back and go to the end of the time and come back around again. Oh yeah, that's a good. That's another really good one. When I love it when writers have really put the <laughs> the forethought into how does this it. work. Yeah. Which didn't work out so well for us in the short film, but you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> why uh, Stephen Hawking says that uh, you time travel will never be created because you can't have cause. You can't have event before cause, so you can never go back and and change an event because the cause is always different. Or no, that you can't change the cause because the event is always different. See, a lot of physicists think that you can that, that you theoretically can create time travel that would be forward that you could go yeah. forward in time but you'd never be able to go past right. the point but where you, your device you would, is initially you created your starting know, point you would never know any events that were changed because you're continually going forward which time you know or actually you could, goes forward you, you, anyway. you could well, go you could go forward and glean something and come back to this point and try and affect a change to stop that from happening. But the problem is that you're continually shifting things in the future. It doesn't do any good from anything beyond. That's what I'm saying is you would never day. know right. what was changed. Yeah. Until you went back again. Well, you, yeah, if you went back forward, then, yeah, obviously yeah. it would be different. Yeah. Dean Koontz, uh, Lightning, <laughs> went on that principle, which was a, a, a really good time travel book, too, if you're into that. I also give him full props, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. <laughs> For managing to work the quarks in <laughs> in a believable, threatening way. I don't know what's going way. on on uh, I the, was, the Space Shot Pinto. I am very curious what's going on in the Space Shot Pinto. And I thought it was such an ingenious way of doing it without giving me dumb little quark voices running around threatening hostages. And, you know, you know meanwhile, back on the Space Shot Pinto... Well, that was a nice. That was a nice thing. That was that was it was it was very charming because to me this was Big Finish's way of basically canonizing the comic strips because the quarks that they were somewhere out of adventure uh, battling are the quarks, the rebel quarks that have been splintered off and they're doing their own thing and 
yeah, they really give that impression that these are those rogue quarks that are basically hell bent on on destroying the Doctor. And so I loved that element, the fact that Big Finish recognized that hey, this stuff exists, and we're going to acknowledge it. And even if it wasn't, even if it was just a throwback to quarks, but you know, kind of one of those. Well, how do you do ice warriors without making them lumber and blah blah blah? You know, you're kind of trying to come up with a different way of doing it. You just mentioned just them. name drop them, <laughs> yeah. And so you've set up this really intriguing what's going on over here, and you don't give me that story. <laughs> I was I was hooked. I was really hooked on that part. Unfortunately, I wonder if Jonathan Morris was a fan of Quarks, and this, that's why he chose to do that. This story also makes the Quarks even more lame because all it takes is leptonite crystals to blow them up. That's all. That's all they needed them for. We got to destroy the Quarks. Leptonite crystals. Well, oh, but it's their gold. Kryptonite. <laughs> but it's also apparently uh, there's a line where it's, this is the only planet they come from. Yeah, this is yeah. the so, only place you can get it. Oh, Krypton was going to it, get it, it's, it's either going to wind up nuked or um, in the hands of the slugs. So, <laughs> I thought the slithergy were the, the weakest point of this. While I appreciated the concept of blind slugs, I couldn't wrap my head around the idea of them ever being a menacing threat or taking over from humans. Well, that's the and thing. making it's, them basically becomes, watchdogs. I mean, that's what they kept calling them. They're they're watchdogs. And well, it, that's 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 what he did brilliantly. Is it's hard to imagine that, but yet he was able to pull it off because as humans, we want to placate and make everyone happy, and that is what it's doing. Well, in the fear of a giantly heavily armed battleship fleet, the, 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 the Slytherin. Apparently, well, in one timeline, it's we don't know who really destroyed who. If we just if they destroyed themselves, right. or if the Slytherin destroyed the right. planet, and so they we never really know if they actually. But they were blind slugs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the story but, still works, and it was written well, and it does make the Slytherin a bit menacing. The fact that they could get to the point that they got to, where they basically overran everything. But they're blind slugs. Well, that, that's the th- it seems like you're not going to let a blind slug walk all over you, no matter how much you want to. Help no, see, I think I think species. that's that's the part of it that works because if they if they were stormtroopers, there would have been menacing. There would have been a there, there would have been a battle. Would've, there would have been a rise, an we, uprising, and a rebellion. Seen and, a need to defeat yeah. them before they got out of hand. Yeah, okay. but, right. it would but, not have been concession after concession after concession. But, but, but the fact that oh, it's just poor us, blah blah blah. We just want your moon that you're not using, and you're going to give it to us, or else I'll go home to my spaceship that can blow you up. You know, yeah. and that's where the okay, because it's it, that's the threat. That's in, where, in, in, in if theory, the rebels were smart, they'd have gone after that. the battle cruiser. Yeah. <laughs> but, in theory, the the ships could be voice activated and self target, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I'm assuming there's all kinds of you know targeting helmets that they put on, and it doesn't. It's, it's not that they're firing blindly. It's that the, the ship does all the work for psychically them. Psychically links them yeah. that they can. Yeah, well, let you guys are giving them a little more credit than the story did, but. Well, because um, they're so ineffectual <laughs> on the ground as shock troops. It's like, could you please make a noise so that I could shoot you? Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, I mean, I, I would have been dead because I'd have bust up laughing at the thing at this point. And then you got me. But. A story that you feel compelled to rewind a little bit and listen to something again. The only thing that I did <laughs> rewind and listen to again to make sure I caught it was when he gives Mel the radiation gloves and says it was something that he invented. And I went, did he really say radiation gloves? And I went back and listened to it, and sure enough, he did. And you know what that was? 
that was a reference to William William Hartnell's flood line in the Daleks, where he oh. says, "Go back to the TARDIS and get the radiation gloves." He was supposed to say radiation drugs. They let it go, and it forever since then has been radiation gloves that he said, even though they still had to go back and get drugs, and they were drugs because that's what the story called for. They alluded to it in this and made it canon. <laughs> I loved it. I rolled it back and I went, he did not say radiation yeah, gloves. I heard him say and that. Went and I went back and to it again and I went, he did say radiation gloves. And then he... He qualifies it by saying, oh, it's something I invented a long time ago. I was like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. He, he said that and I went, what? <laughs> but I was already on to the next beat of the story. So, so quickly, you know, yeah. and it was just Radiation like, I assumed it was a callback to one of the Dalek stories where they talk about the radiation pills. And I just let it go at that. I didn't think anything about that. It was a flood line. Yep. It was supposed to be radiation drugs. Bill said radiation gloves, and they left it in because it was back in the day where it was one Didn't take was best. To, yeah. <laughs> that makes this story even more awesome. Oh, I know. <laughs> even I more awesome. Back and I said, and they totally played it off and said it was just something they invented. I was like, oh my god, this is great. <laughs> radiation gloves. <laughs> okay, so so far we've something had... I made up. <laughs> so wonderful. Flip flop. Something I invented. Blood tide. And touched by an angel, all written by Jonathan Morris. Yep. We all liked all of those, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, uh, there's, there's, Bring him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> he should Why? be writing for television. He's the next Gareth Roberts. Come on. Because <laughs> everything else he's done, we haven't re- reviewed. He's got a past Doctor novel, uh, eighth Doctor novel, and then other audios. What were the three that you mentioned that we have? Blood, Blood Tide. Tide. And then the novel, new series novel, Touched by an Angel. Touched by an Angel. Okay, that was the other one. Now, I I was... Touched by an Angel is probably the weakest of them, but he returned to the... I love that one. It was good, but of these three stories... time folding back on itself. Yeah. I I will also say that the... And he brought the Merca back and made it awesome. The the awesomeness (laughs) of the Merca in Blood Tide... The quarks don't quite rise to no, that level of awesome. Maybe he could do something like this in the show. Maybe he could bring back Candyman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's obviously a huge fan if he's referencing radiation gloves. But this is the kind of thing that you <laughs> <And> see. <Marka. laughs> this is the kind of thing that you see um, Stephen Moffat do all the time in the series. Yeah. And so I'd almost feel like Moffat would go, nah, he might be just a little more clever than me with the <laughs> way a bit he better than things. me. Maybe yeah. I'll hand it off to him later. But. Yeah, just, we'll just keep him out of the fold. And I don't want to be one-upped with my folding time back over into itself. High marks for this one. High marks. Very high. Agreed. Agreed. Let me see if there was any other thing I wanted to touch on. I don't believe so. Other than um, I think it was a clever gimmick also as far as a, a disc goes. Because when you bought yeah. this... You got when you when you bought a physical copy of this, you got a disc, and the disc came as one white disc and one black disc, and it was as Keith talked about starting to listening to it again and you doing it in a different order. Either. You could listen to either disc first, and it wouldn't matter. The story still worked the same way both ways, which I think was was a wonderful thing to do. I wonder if they let people know that, or um, if it was. I, I don't mean, know that they be, did be, right be, away. By 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 by, by the verbiage of flip flop unless they packaged flop on top <laughs> you know just uh, they, well, might, they might add. I think I'm, we, I'm going I think, to automatically well, I think we determined that when you opened the, the CD the white disc was first I think 
and the black disc was second. And but that's they still the could have been on top of each to. other in the case. Well, that's true. Or just, just you know, is this one flip and this one's flop? Because if they're not if they're not labeled, if you go at off, off the cover, it's just, just a white and black. It's, it's disc, a white and black you know. disc with if, the same image and the same oh, wording. Flip flop. Although if, the disc. if you go off the cover, flip is on the white side, flop is on the black side. Right. So I'm just I'm yes, just wondering how, is split. How, how much of it, how much influence did they give me that I'm going to seek out flip first because what's flip flop first that comes first <laughs> yeah know, no but, I believe the disc itself actually said flip flop on both of them so just the only difference was one was white and one was interesting black, yeah. so it's it's rare that you get something that you, you put you put together as a gimmick uh-huh. and, and that's, and that's so totally well. what it was I mean it's a gimmick of, well I got this idea but what if we did it this way. And, and and or maybe it wasn't. Maybe they, they maybe they read the story and went, "I know how to package that." But <laughs> no, I, in I, fact, I in the in the interview in uh, DWM three thirty three, it's an easy one to remember. Um, Jonathan Morris says he particularly always wanted to do a story um, with two different discs, and both discs you'd listen to and still uh, get the same thing out of them. So, so it all came, yeah, from it, the it did same all thing. come from him. In fact, he also really, really stroking our love of palindrome. He also <laughs> he also mentioned that th- this story would have been more unique had a previous story only about two before that, and I can't remember if it's one that we've listened to or not. Also um, played with not 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 in the same way, but also played with time folding back on itself, and so the the. The high-mindedness concept of that was already on fans or listeners' mind, so it wasn't. It was easier to take this. Mm-hmm. It just it took it to a different level. I mean, I don't remember which story he alluded to in the article. Um, it's now been three weeks since I read the article. So. <laughs> well, the one before this was Project Lazarus. It wasn't that. It wasn't it was, that one. It was like a couple before that, I believe. That's what you get for being so darn prepared ahead of time. Creatures of Beauty was before that. That sounds familiar. It's a fifth Doctor story. Which we haven't read. We're it's definitely not to. one we've listened to. Then. Yeah, and then it, before that was Doctor Who and the Pirates. Yeah, no, so this was, this was, was like it must have been Creatures away. of Beauty also uh, plays a little fast and loose with time as well. So I think that's the one that he, he referred to. Anyway, <laughs> high marks for Flip Flop. Very high. So should we move on to the other things that we did last week, or this week, or for the show, in preparation for, for the show? In preparation for the show. We did not get an interview with Dr. Who Legacy. <laughs> yeah, we totally our fault. No, yeah, we're still we're still coordinating schedules. This time it was more on our end, so we'll get Hopefully there. Hopefully we can still get it. We've got there. We've got, again, like I said last week, we've got a commitment to do one with them. Um, they, they, they are so excited to do something with us it's just it's a matter of coordinating it's 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 it's, it's, you know more of coordinating our schedules so but we did uh we did play some we did have some fun and we played some games which one do we want to start with let's get this one out of the way because i know glenn's dying to talk about this (laughs) i'm dying to do this and now melts your whole house up (laughs) and possibly busted out some eardrums for anybody listening (laughs) what'd you say huh what yahtzee it's Yahtzee. <laughs> so it's, we, it's, we, got, it's got some pretty dice and a nice packaging that's way too loud. <laughs> we, 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 we got Dr. Yahtzee, and uh, it is Yahtzee, and it's very pretty packaging and some dice that are way too loud. And no, the packaging is too loud. The dice is just pretty. Well, it's because you roll in the TARDIS, which is cool, you know, but it's hard-molded plastic, and as you heard, There's it's no really freaking loud. Yeah. 
And I don't understand why you wouldn't. I'm, I'm totally going to customize mine. I'm going to get some oh, felt yeah, to, to put in there to soften that. Um, because the, and these are big dice too. These are not like well, and, and, itty bitty ones. Our first round, we used the TARDIS just to experience the novelty of shaking the dice up in the TARDIS and then rolling them out on the table. And then we set the TARDIS aside <laughs> for the second round and continue to roll with yeah. hands. And I think you had a, you had a cup. Yahtzee cup that yeah. we used sometimes, but. Which those in themselves, the old plastic ones without the felt inside, are awful loud as well. Well, yeah. it helps that those are a little smaller, though. Right, right. Yeah. If this were smaller of a TARDIS, it might not be as noisy. Although I don't know that you could get the dice to loosely move. Yeah. Around. Not, not as big as the dice sure. are. Yeah. I think these are good-sized dice. And they, this is the, the, the... And there's a reason for it, because they have these beautiful little images. They on. have pictures on them. Uh, the ones are robot mummies. So look at that for a classic reference. Uh, the twos are the silence. The threes are weeping angels. The fours are the Santarans. Uh, five are classic Cybermen. Five are classic 80s Cybermen. Eighties classic Cybermen. And then the six are the Daleks, which I think are also classic Daleks. They don't look Notice like the uh, ear nubs. Daleks are a higher number than the uh, Cybermen, by the way. Um, bring that up last week. And some very strange pastel colors, which I don't quite bring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the colors. that I think I'd have done something different. And two very similar. Yeah, which we ran into in another game. <laughs> but, um, you know, so the bottom line on this one, I think, is, you know, as Glenn pointed out, if you don't have Yahtzee, this is awesome. If you own Yahtzee, there's absolutely no reason to pick yeah, this one no up. There's no difference. And other than the aesthetic beauty of it. it. It really is nicely done. The TARDIS looks great. The dice, the images are great. Minus the, the coloration, but yeah, and the the pad of paper has a nice watermark of a TARDIS on it. The packaging gets four and a half stars. The gameplay gets whatever you give Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> Not either. I love Yahtzee. Yahtzee is a wonderful game. And five bow ties. Five, five bow ties. Five golden bow ties. <laughs> well, for Yahtzee. Presentation gets four and a half bow ties. Yahtzee gets uh, for the fact for the fact that this is just Yahtzee and they didn't go outside. And come up with something different. It only gets one bow tie out of her for me. They now, could have Yahtzee come up with much cooler gets, combinations. A, yeah, exactly. Well, you, you to do think, instead. Okay, I mean, if we're going to do Yahtzee, it's like okay, we've got Yahtzee. Or give us the Yahtzee rules and a variation on the game. Give us yeah. a Doctor Who version of Yahtzee yeah. where there's a card element that you flip over and you get to, you know, oh, you went back in time and get to re-roll something. Right, or right. Do something with it to yeah. make it a kind of a cool. I don't have any complaints about it being Yahtzee. Because I love Yahtzee, yeah. and I have... Parker Brothers got the license, and all they did was jazz it up with Which books. they've done with other stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I own a Yahtzee set, and it's not one of the pretty ones. It's one of the nasty 80s plastic cup, you know, yeah. So th- this is now my new Yahtzee set. I will play with this one all day, every day, before I play with it, once I get the felt in the cup. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, it, it would have been cool to have something that gave it a little more Doctor Who flavoring, Which as you opposed could do to just... Either, you could go either way with it that way, too. Well, yeah. even, you if, play even normal if they Yahtzee had, rules or Doctor Who, Yahtzee even if rules. they had gone so far to do, my kids have um, Disney Yahtzee Junior, and now Yahtzee Junior is done in such a way that it's simplified so that you're not doing poker hands; you're actually doing combinations. So you're trying to get three Snow Whites or four Snow Whites or five. Uh. So it's still that same base concept, but the combinations, you know, are, are based on visual, which I think this would lend itself to, even if you yeah. didn't want to get real complicated. Do it with you know just a visual combination of different uh, ways. Now, don't don't make it as simplistic as Yahtzee Junior because Yahtzee Junior only has five different common or uh, 
six different combinations that uh-huh. you can get, and you're trying to get the most of each of those individual characters. But even something simple like that, and just expand on that a little more, would have made it different. At least given it different gameplay. Yeah. Having said that, huge, huge, huge thank you to uh, Michelle, yes, who, who gifted this uh, to uh, Mel and myself over at uh, Galley last year, and uh, and if you're not impressed by the TARDIS packaging, there is now a Dalek version. There is now a Dalek version. <laughs> I may have to own that one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a full blown. It's not just a cone. It's a, it's, right. it's, it's a Dalek, Dalek, you know. That you roll your dice in. It probably has the exact same dice in it. There's no. different versions of Daleks. I don't know. There, 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 are, there are different pictures on the Dalek set. It is um, Doctor's Accessories, if I remember correctly. Oh, that's right. You There's told us There's a scarf yeah. and a, right. the celery. Probably a bow tie. And a recorder and maybe a bow tie. Three glasses, I think, were one of them. So, okay. Um, Sonic screwdriver? Says that. Maybe. Maybe I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, Maybe yes. we'll review that for Fun and Games Three. <laughs> but thank oh, you. Guess what? It was Yahtzee again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Michelle, for this, and I treasure it, and I very much appreciate it. And it is my official Yahtzee. Uh, just as soon as I put some felt in I the wish cup. If you pushed on the top, it made the Yahtzee or it made the uh, Tardis grow. We don't do that. It's oh okay. So the Dalek is a sonic screwdriver, Tardis journal. Scarf, canine, and it doesn't show me what six is. Oh, so maybe it's Dalek's. <laughs> Which is weird. It looks like there's only five dice in that set, doesn't it? Well, there's only five dice in this set. Yeah, there are only five dice. No, there's six. Oh no, there's five. There's there only five. five. Dice. Oh, there's only five. There's, there's only just five. six there's sides. It's five to get Yahtzee. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm with it. Each dice is in its own set of stuff. I well, I kept looking at that one, going, there's, "Why are they, Why are why are there only five in?" I know there's six numbers. Yeah, <laughs> five dice, six numbers. Uh, and six the sides. other one is Eleventh Doctor's Fez. Okay. So again, teachers new series heavy, right but because right? <laughs> oh, wow. robot mummies. I yeah. mean, hey, I was I was, I was grateful that for that, and I was grateful for the fact that, that we got the eighty Cybermen. But again, when you look at this set, it's it is still very new series heavy. There's a reason for that because that's what's really popular now. But yeah, and that's what most it's probably most. It's the first Doctor Tardis. It's got the St. John's ambulance <laughs> sticker on the front. I, I don't know what more you want. It's also an eleventh Doctor Tardis. No, it's the, the wrong colorization. The, 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 the eleventh Doctor Tardis never uh, Tardis. never never opened like this. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> never. Nobody's Tardis is open like. No, that's not true. The second Doctor's Tardis did that once. But, of course, all the other sides also did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> he had me going for just a second. It's like, when did that? It must be one of the recons I haven't watched yet. But, unfortunately, they disabled the cloaking device again for some reason because I can't make that one disappear. Oh, wait. Look, I did. All right. What else did we play you know this You week? know what this needs? This needs a John Cleese action figure to stand next to it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the most awesome. Oh, there you go. That's your gingerbread challenge. Oh, Okay. John Cleese and uh, what's the actress's name? Uh, I can't remember. John Cleese and that woman. Yeah, that woman. And that woman. <laughs> Doctor Who Risk. Doctor Who Risk. The Dalek Invasion of Earth. Dun, dun, dun. I really enjoyed this one. I did, too. I did, too. This it, it's, a, it's a nice refresh, uh, nice change-up from normal Risk rules. You know, knowing knowing ahead of time that Yahtzee was going to be Yahtzee, I did go in this into this one with a little trepidation, knowing that... This was going to mostly be Risk. Um, however, having played the Star Wars version of Risk, um, I did have a little heads up that they did change the 
the uh, game plate slightly for that one to yeah. add the variant of Order sixty six, which which was an option but not isn't required. something right, which isn't something new to this either because you are as you were Order sixty six counting down to Order sixty six, which ended the game. In this particular version of Risk, you're counting down the Doctor's regenerations, and once you reach eleven, the game is ended. The cool thing because about you're this fighting is, as Daleks and he brings peace. The, to the cool Earth. thing is this about this is is how it changes the progression of the regenerations, the, well, the it, element it, yeah. that it adds there. Um, it changes how you play the game, right? Exactly. Um, I think the um, uh, reinforcement uh, rules were slightly different in this, which I appreciated, and I like the idea that it the Doctor has very little to do with this, other than there is a TARDIS that lands, and the Doctor lands in that is the nice different addition. areas, yeah. and that area cannot be contested at that time and i loved that element because it it really brought that idea of the doctor landing and fixing a situation or at least preventing you know uh an invasion in that area was was very doctor who like and so i i I have much appreciation for that and Um, it also strategically created uh several nightmares during the course of the game because you you would have kind of a plan for well I could do this and this and this and then the TARDIS would land and smack dab in the middle of whatever zone you were thinking about moving through or attacking it's like oh well I guess I won't be doing that this turn well that's the beauty of this is that I, I, I I love strategy games but a lot of times just like Monopoly, when you own Park Place and you own Boardwalk and you start putting hotels on there, you pretty much know who's going to win that game. It happens. Nine it's out a war of attrition at that point. Yeah. What I liked about this risk is risk can be the same way. When you get the upper hand in risk, you can almost yeah it becomes a war of attrition. You can almost predict how this is going to happen. What the random chance element added to this with the Doctor's TARDIS does is it changes that and actually gives those players that have fallen behind or not been as lucky in their roles or their opportunities to get an advantage. And not not a huge advantage. It doesn't tip the scales. But what it does is sometimes it can tip the scales just enough to, to kind difference. of make the course of action change. And I really appreciated that. And as, as Sean said, it, it kind of snarled up some strategies occasionally. There's I also the, like the addition of the mission cards, which was kind of a neat thing of... Different areas will have a different villain, and you claim that area, and then you play the mission card, and you gain more troops for that area. Because you've completed that particular mission. Which is is kind of a nice, another addition to the Doctor Who. And then the power cards, too. The power cards are kind of... Our our game, we did a game game changer. Yeah, we didn't quite utilize them much in our game, but those are really clever. And nicely (laughs) Doctor Who themed, too. In fact, my, I think my mission card helped tip the scales in my favor. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> well, that Which and the I timing. Was working towards mine. Yeah, yeah. The, the timing factor with, with the, the fact that as you flip over the territory cards, and if Clara's there, she moves through the Doctor's time stream, getting down to 11. You might go 10 cards with no Clara. You might go 10 cards with 10 Claras. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're on. <laughs> it's the end of the game it's, already. It's, the, it's toward the end of the game. And so it creates that. If, you, if you've played Risk, you have that. Everybody tends to play defensively at least for a couple turns, feeling everybody out. Right. And you don't really have the option in this one because she's continuing to march through You kind of have to doctors, go on attack. And-, and you have to jump on it and get going so that you can you can initialize it. The other thing, the way that plays out is sometimes it's not until the turn right before the end that suddenly that person's like, okay, blitz, and go all out and take over as much as you can. And, oh, look, the last card got flipped, and there's Claire and the doctor, and they love the doctor showed up, and the game's over. 
and that might happen this turn. It right. might happen your turn. It might happen somebody else's turn. So there's, there's a definite luck of the draw factor there that doesn't matter if you have the best strategy. It doesn't matter if you have the best yeah. dice rolls. If the timing's off and you didn't get to pull the trigger on this move, oh, well. You didn't get you didn't get the territories that you needed. And that's the element that, that a game like Risk needs because mm-hmm. I, as a kid, I remember playing six to eight hour games of Risk yeah. because I, I not tooting my own horn, but I played with guys that just really were strategy based game players, and so it's really difficult when you're playing with people of equal equal footing, especially that played Risk as often as we did, and realizing that we were in this for the long haul because there was going to be a lot of strategy involved to really kind of get the upper hand. And so adding that element of, of the Clara cards drawing up and, and her moving through each re, each gener, each regeneration of the Doctor really helps put that stamp on, you're probably not going to play this game all night. Yeah. You yeah. topped. I think you guys said you played a two-hour game. I don't think our game was quite two hours. No. Uh, so, I, think you, I think we went about an hour 45. Yeah. So, so um, so high marks for, for adding elements to this particular game and realizing that there was more that could be done with this and still keep it within the, the realm of the Doctor Universe. I love the idea that all everybody plays as Daleks. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're different Dalek factions that are basically um, battling for the control of Earth. And well, and that's a, it's a smart way of doing it, and it, it prevents the, oh, you're the good guy and I'm the bad guy right. again kind of right problem that you run into with some of these games and it prevents it from changing it fundamentally from well why is the doctor fighting because he wouldn't you know you know it's not you're all taking over it's countries yeah yeah, exactly so there's there's that element of a you know and it's a small thing but at the same time it's one that i appreciate because it's important it it, it keeps it that way um now uh, my only complaint with it is we got to talk about the pieces the pieces um, I'm, I, I like that they included cl- uh, paradigm and classic styles. I think there were too many paradigm, but <laughs> there are there are, there there are, are two are, sets of paradigm. There are five armies, or they or there are three sets of paradigm. There, there are five armies. You get two classic Daleks and five paradigm, which we've all agreed is backwards. Yes, <laughs> you should have got At more the classic. Very least. Um, and then the color scheme. It's not five. There's only five players you can do. Yeah, there's five. There's five paradigm? No. No, that's what, what we're saying. There are five total yeah, five. different there's armies. Five okay. But paradigm. three of them are paradigms. There's, there's three said. paradigm armies and okay. two classic armies. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot more paradigm Daleks than there okay, ever there. should be. <laughs> so there's like this bright orange. Which is a fine color. Which is good for it's the not paradigm. Very Dalek, fine. Right? Dalek-like, but it's fine. And these are not paradigm. I know they should be. Which is weird, because it's like there is an orange paradigm. So why didn't the orange Dalek... Was there? Yeah. Yeah. There was an orange skill, okay. but why? Why Every is flavor of the rainbow? Why is this one not? Why would this be I a classic dollar? That doesn't make skill. sense. Okay. <laughs> and then there's gray, which is paradigm, and it's like, well, that's that backwards. Should be, that should have been that a classic. The black and the gray should have been classic. Yeah. Which black I'm are? Sorry. The black are classics, which is great. Yes, I know. But of course, everybody wants to fight over the. I believe that's what I played. With. No, that's what I played. With. Oh, was it? What yeah, you were, you were orange. Oh, I was orange. That's right. I was orange. I snatched up black right away. See, that's the thing. Is, oh, there's black. Everybody wants to be black right off the bat. And then there's these two other colors, which are so similar as to this almost be... This is like olive, and this is like No, that's mustard. like puke green and well, mustard. It's, it's that's like pea soup right there. That's pea soup and mustard. Mustard. And they, the uh, colors... It's not even yellow mustard. It's not it's even yellow mustard. mustard. It's, it's not yeah. it's Dijon mustard. And that's the problem is those two colors are way too similar. So I can... Especially on a board. Despite the, the, the flaws of not making the gray the classic Daleks, 
the other problem that you have is you have two colors that are way too similar. So I can get past the wrong style of Daleks. I can't get past the fact that you would put two colors on here that are so similar. These should have been a forest green, at the very least. Yeah, at the very green. least. Well, I mean, if, if you're going to give us multiple colors, how about this? How about let me just do all Paradigm Daleks? And make them all the and different colors. And make them all the different colors of Paradigm, yeah, because give they're us all red. bright primary. Give us blue. Of you course, know. The, yeah. you know, the reason they obviously didn't do that is because in the Paradigm Daleks, each Dalek is basically graced with a different um, specialty. And sure, so but we're we're we're, it, we're fudging with, the rules with, those, with that anyway. Well, with so. the specialties, I mean, you're you you basically have. I mean, ideally, if you were to imagine that these were all paradigm, you also have to imagine that these are multiple colors. You can't do that with risk because that would be very confusing. But in in your imagination, you have to imagine these are all the different types of dogs right. so that you have all of the different types of strategies. Or, or the other solution for me would have been to go all classic and give us. The white ga- Daleks, the black Daleks. black Daleks, the gray Daleks. Give us the, red ones, even. Because, you know. I mean, even though the reds were limited to leadership, still, that would be yeah. at least somewhat within the continuity. Now, I, I would have even been okay if they would have mixed them as the small one troop was a classic and the big was okay. a paradigm. Yeah. I, that would have been all right. Because that, well. that would mean a commander was in charge of three troops. Okay, I can buy that. Yeah. I will say that I like the, the the changes to the board because so often Risk in particular has this habit of going oh because the continent all needs to be unified in one color that they wind up making the continents almost the same colors as the pieces yes and it gets really really hard to see them and this one they've kind of done more of an outline color with just a hint of the tint of yeah. the color in the yeah. white field in the middle which I thought was really that's a maybe a nitpicky thing well, to be concerned about that for we a game don't but get that, I mean we we don't have blue. Pieces. Yeah, we don't have green. brown pieces. We yeah. don't have. Well, we have green, kind of. Well, but, but it's not, a different not, green. That green. not that green. So, you know, and that, that's one of those things. As a risk player, and I do play a lot of risk. I enjoy risk, and and I'm with you. My cousins, we used to play Axis and Allies, which was uh, an, which even, is an even bigger. more strategic <laughs> game and, and much larger. And and we would we would make plans and we would clear it with the folks and you know they would come over and we Friday night at five o'clock we'd sit down and we'd have our Doritos and our Dr Pepper and the Access and Allies board and we would play until about eight o'clock Sunday. You put it on upside down. I put it on upside down. <laughs> so we, we would play until eight o'clock Sunday and, and it was it was it was just a blah, and then you know get up and go to school the next day which was. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, we always did them on weekends because we knew. Oh yeah, that we weren't getting Friday, yeah. Saturday, the following day. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. You know, because that's how long it took to play those. And so, oh yeah, access and all. That. You were talking about full weekend games. Full weekend yeah. games, and I've played risk games that were almost as long. So <laughs> that's another thing that's kind of nice because it's kind of like a pared down house rules monopoly where you can play it and not feel like you're really invested. In it, yeah. You know. Yeah. This I could always get invested in because I love Risk. But I can get behind Doctor Who Risk. It's it's me a, too. Yeah, terrific game and and well, I like that it's two to five I think you players. Should spray paint your one of those yellow or green. <laughs> it's I'm it's gonna, very rare for, for for Christmas. I'm gonna get an acrylic paint set and I'm gonna start painting dots. <laughs> oh gosh, don't get detailed. Oh yeah, no, no they're, they're 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 gonna be awesome. No, it'll be like your Christmas lights all over. <laughs> twitch, twitch, twitch. <laughs> Uh, what else did we do? Did we want to talk a little bit about these? We haven't played this one yet, but um, I actually have had some fun. And if you saw our uh, post, uh, we won't go into reviewing these, but if you've seen some of our uh, Instagram posts that we posted the last over the last month, um, I've actually found some scans of some of the games that were 
uh, included in the uh, Doctor Who annuals back in the day in the 1960s and 70s. Uh, so I've got some 80 scans as well. But um, I particularly uh, scanned off and printed out a First Doctor game, which is the one that uh, showed up on our uh, Instagram feeds, uh, which is a real basic game. These are the games you would have expected to find in, in you know kids' books back of the day. Um, there's just basically single space, move, use one dice, and some, you know, counters in and order all to the move. rules are on the all board. the rules are right there on the board and we've had a lot of fun with those um my plan is to bring those up every once in a while and play them and and we got to get this one played sometime, yeah, we guys because this we one kind of looks one. unique but um that's also been included in this month of fun and games and you went through all the effort of mounting it to the board it which is, is yeah although i'm going to get it mounted better because that one's not that great the first, well, the only reason that came about, Sean, is because that first one we played kept curling up on us because I had to roll it in order to transport it. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't destroy it. But um, so, so you've gone through all that. Why don't you just make a flux board while you're at it? No. <laughs> Gave up on that years ago. All I'm right. ready to play. I bought another version of Flux the other day, too. What'd you get? Um, I don't remember now. Starflux? Or... Uh, Oh yeah, it was, it's, was it Starflux? Starflux. Yeah, I got. I picked that one up too recently. Yeah, just recently too. <laughs> Ironically enough, I think I still have your Monty Python one. Uh, yeah. Oh, you've got mine. That's why I can't. Yeah, play. I have your Monty Python <laughs> flux. I, I, we played. We we were going to play that, and then I realized that all of those references would be lost on my daughter and my wife because my wife hates Monty Python, and my daughter has not seen any of it yet. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, um, and well, then we're going to do the twelfth Doctor comic. So let's do that really quick. Unless you okay. want to push that to... Um... More fun. No, let's do it. <laughs> now, have you guys only read the first issue? Only read the first. I've only read okay. the first. So I've read the first two issues. So I think that actually lends the, to the, the, the story is an in, or the, the story is an interesting idea, I think. Um, I'm intrigued by it and want to read more of what's going on. I, sometimes I don't think the characterization was quite on for the Doctor. Um, but... I really don't have many complaints concerning it's the start of a run, and they're going to be finding their footing writing for this character. That's the biggest trick is, you know, going back to, like, when the Star Trek novels would start coming out. It's like, oh, here's the first Deep Space Nine book, and we released it after only three episodes have aired. Okay. Nobody in this book is going to sound anything like what has been established on TV because I'm sure you had a spec script and you know an outline and that's all you had to go off of. So you kind of suffer through it. And you probably get an interesting story, but none of the characters sound like what you've kind of come to know from just the three episodes that they're on. And then the next book comes out the month later, and you've had four more episodes. And you're like, wow, this one's even worse. And it takes ten books before they yeah. finally and then they finally start to them. write for yeah. those characters. Every now and then you get somebody like Peter David who knows what he's doing and just nails it right off the bat. But uh, the comics kind of in the same vein for me. This didn't sound like Capaldi's Doctor. Strangely enough, though, it kind of sounded like Clara. Well, yeah. <laughs> and there's a reason for that, because she has been around long enough, well, I think, that you can write for her. Yeah. I, it, it, there are moments that it almost sounded like the way I want Capaldi's Doctor to sound. <laughs> he's still got those bits of being gruff, but he's... A little more polished. Yeah. Well, you know he, what I mean. He, he's also a little more laid back. He's not. Yeah. As, he's not yeah. as. He's not as gritchy as he is in the, in the in the series. Um, well, and he's much more Eleventh Doctor still. I still well, reading this. I still get the Eleventh. And that's Doctor the problem. Vibe. Is is we we started off by reading the uh, first issue of the 
Tenth Doctor story, and we went, we went, and we re- reviewed the first issue of the Eleventh Doctor story, and both of those doctors have been established in the television universe for enough time that I really felt like both of those characters were written very much in the vein of how they were in the TV series. But you've got a lot more backstory, and as Sean is alluding to with the Star Trek novels, this kind of felt the same. Now I don't think. It was as off as maybe you guys are painting it. Well, I thought I, I thought he felt very. For, I, in fact, there I was, were a lot of moments where I felt like he was twelve. I was a bit impressed by the fact that they didn't have a lot of background to go on, and they were still able to capture at least a good chunk of how Capaldi's. Well, and there are like the small, the, the small moments of observation. Yes, and then yes. going on with the dialogue. Yes. Yeah, Most and, and that's were, were the, dead the, on. The, the bit of dialogue he has when he's talking about his nemesis that he tuned out. Because he was monologuing. That right. sounds totally like something yeah. Cabaldi would say. So I was much impressed by the fact that they did hit on those kind of things, although it feels like a lot of the information we got in the first two episodes of the series. So yeah. it, was it's kind of a, it was kind of a retread, which, again, based that, on that, what they're having to work happen. with, yeah. that's, what, that's, what they're, that's what they're going by. Well, and they can't push the, push the boundary too much yeah. on the comic anyways because you've got to stick with what's going on in the series. Yeah. I will encourage you both to go on and read the next book. And, in fact, before we reviewed this, now I say this, but before we reviewed this, <laughs> Thanks, we Glenn. probably could have done both because the story really is encapsulated. This particular adventure is encapsulated in the two, first two stories and we move on. So, um, Clara's dead on, though. I really think Clara's written really well. And, again, that has to do with the fact that yeah. we've had her at least a half a season longer than we did uh, Capaldi. So I think that the the writers of this particular series, uh, if not so much her look, <laughs> her, her, her attitude and her uh, dialogue and everything that comes along with that, I think they've, they've really kind of struck on that and, and got her character right. Although she's not as much of a control freak in this one. No. <laughs> I wonder how much that has played up, though, for the, 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 oh, the yeah. series. I'm um, the artwork, I think, is really good. I think the artwork is really well. the Doctor it, really well. Except for the Doctor. Really? I think there's a lot of panels where it looks really... Some of the faraway shots, not so much, but this one? That one's great. His eyes are too blue. <laughs> this this one where he's, he's almost kind of Japanese anime... Smiling doctors, like uh, I don't um, know about that. But the backgrounds are phenomenal. Think, it's not very consistent. I think the backgrounds are phenomenal. I think Clara's the one that doesn't look much like Clara. I yeah. think that the doctor they've captured really well. I think what the doctor's missing is he is a bit more saggy and wrinkly, and that's all. I mean, the eyes are right, the hair is right. Uh, it could be the a little more salt looks. and pepper. The intense looks are right. Yeah, I would agree. I think the artistry of the doctor is 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 passable. I think it's Clara that I have the most problem with. I don't think she looks that much like Clara. But her face think isn't round enough, I don't think. Yeah. Do her think eyes so? aren't big enough either. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, in fact, when they hit on that in the series, How it's what I've been thinking all that? along. It's like she's got the eyes are their own characters for her. The story's intriguing, too. Yeah, I, I really, really and, and, and the conclusion of it is, if I can peek ahead a little bit, the, the conclusion of it is... is, is well done. It's well played out. It's it fun. almost feels like something that the Big Finish would do. Yeah, story it does. Wise. It does feel like it, that's exactly what it is. I hadn't <laughs> even thought of that because there was something very familiar about it to me, and it wasn't series familiar. It's Big Finish. It does. It yeah. feels like something Big Finish would do. You're absolutely right. I, I love the fact that we're taking full blown effect of the comic medium by doing worlds that are very colorful. Yeah, be grand. done on television. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they tried with the Planet or of the Trees. Or can be done in audio, so, because, you know... Or can be done in audio. 
but uh, you know, giving us just this wide range of stuff, and you, we've got you know jungle and lots of you know, colorful monkey things, and then we've got uh, the underground lava pits and all. It's just like you know, and and you know, cool spaceships and stuff yeah. that you would have had a digitally or green screen or something. Just, I love the fact that they've really nailed those things because there's nothing more frustrating than reading a comic and going. Why'd you bother? Yeah, you could. Why you? you it, it feels like something that you could have done on television. Yeah, yeah. with a simple budget. And, but yeah, th- this this comic really stretches the the medium. It really does. Um, that's something else that coming out of the 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 other ones that we have kind of been going through. What you did? Comic reader? Are you using? Um, um. Well, the IDW reissues of oh. the the Panini and stuff. I didn't realize how many of those. Like when we were going through the Frobisher archive. I'm trying to get back to the very beginning. Hadn't even looked at the cover of this when I first got this review copy, and I, th- I opened it up. And before I even opened it up, I went, "Oh, we're going to get that dumb pose again, aren't we?" And, and we did. we got a variation on the dumb pose again. And I keep saying dumb pose because you know Capaldi, you can pull anything off. But I'm getting tired of this, yeah. and I, this better be the last time I see this. <laughs> it's not. You look at any merchandising with them the, no, right now. No, but this was the most recent. And I, I understand the merchandising thing because that all had to be so, so that all had to be signed Pretty. off on so long ago. But this is somebody drawing something that could have done anything with it, <laughs> and they did this again. Well, I'm, he's, I'm, he needs to. That's his thing. Don't get me wrong. I don't need to see it on every dang thing that they put out. And yeah. I realize this is the, this is the one that they give to everybody and say, "This is the doctor. Here's the concept Ta-da. art that you get." Or the concept photo that you get, and everybody runs with it. But I didn't need to see that pose again on the cover of this issue. All of the variant covers, variant were covers yeah. yeah. Although there's one that's got that a, a very similar look to that pose, if I remember right. Was that the live action one? Uh, probably because it was probably that promotional picture. I, I will, I will throw this out there. <laughs> well, your comic reader is terrible. Well, you guys are flipping too fast. No, uh, you should be able to go <laughs> through them. Uh, no, that wasn't the one I was thinking of. That's number two. I will throw this out there for uh, the image. And the that's the one. This for is Titan. The one. Yeah, you, you. That's the one. Which yeah. obviously yeah. is just a promotion. Picture. I will throw this out I there know for I Titan. Harping on this. It's um, it's fine since this is the inaugural kickoff first issue to give nine thousand different cover variants. <laughs> You don't need to do that all the time. Does that really work? I'm, well, I, I, I have to wonder about that because I don't buy comic books physically anymore. I just don't. I don't have a need to. I can buy them digital. And when I buy a digital copy, or at least I, I have a well, I, I've bought a few digital copies. But uh, I mean, we'll be straightforward. We get review copies because yeah. Titan uh, affords been us very that kind because to, we're doing do that for us. because we do review. And so, but when I get copies digitally, I always get all of the variant covers, which I appreciate because I can get a look at look at them. Comic book collecting is much different than I was, and I, and I can't. I was still collecting when they did the when they started the idea of the variant covers because they were looking for the collector. They were trying to get. Is that still work? Are people yeah. really still going out and buying ten different covers yes. of the same wow. content yes. in a book? Well, I just like the idea. As of, long as it, I should dug your claws right in the back of my. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, just jumping up on my lap, trying to be nice and loving, and did what my cats used to do and <laughs> dug her his. Claws right back into my leg. We have another visitor in the studio today. Say hello, Captain. Captain doesn't talk. Captain is a quiet one. I can make him squeak, but but I, I'm just I'm, I'm amazed that you know twenty some years later this is still 
it, think, it's still I like very the idea much a of thing. getting a choice of which cover I buy. I'm not going to buy all of them. Well, that's, it, that's why just they it. Do it because it seems like a waste of money if they don't have the people out there that are really. Well, buying. that's just it. If you want to give me one of two covers, it's like okay, yeah. you know, it's kind of cool. It's a, it's the kickoff. Okay, fine. I don't need to. I, I, I hate to hire on Titan because they're the ones doing the Doctor Comics, but it's like we don't need it every week. Yeah. You know, every month you're giving us, well, especially because we're not going to softball it. I mean, we, we, we these, they, they they give us these so that we can critique yeah. them, and then we're going to give the good with the bad. But the the because we're still getting various. Um, I think there's at least three covers for each of the tenth and eleventh Doctor lines well, at this point. It's kind of like that's, that's three. better than well, three three is. Still excessive for a line that's been going on. One issue, your first yeah. number one issue. Well, here, here's Still an example. Uh, like Dynamite. I just I just picked up. Surprise! Um, there's not twelve variants. <laughs> um, what was the one I told you? Uh, Warlord of Mars. Yeah, John Carter, Warlord of Mars, um, which just came out from Dynamite, and there are literally twenty different covers. Like I kid you not, for, for, for issue one. Are we wasting that much money? Yes. I mean, are they wasting? Is, is it a waste? Are there? But are there enough people? Buying I think them? so. I don't know. Now, it must be to keep doing it. DC yeah. has made a, a huge splash out of this. Last year, they did the lenticular kind of holographic covers for the new Fifty Two line, and those went gangbusters. So then they brought them back this year, and then they went and did there's Lego covers. There's a line of Lego variants now <laughs> of all the DC characters in the Lego variants. Uh, they just I, I got done this, doing. Though, that, um, that's a marketing. Yeah. That's a marketing. That's a cross marketing. Yeah, tool I mean, and it, it and it is. That makes sense. I forgot what the last one. Oh, uh, the bombshells from Aunt Lucia. They did all those covers, and then the new ones that are coming out next year. We've already got a sneak preview of. Even though Harley Quinn is not in the issues that are coming up, <laughs> there will be a line of Harley Quinn variant well, covers. Mar- Marvel did the same thing with Deadpool. with Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. So, it's just kind of like okay, sure. Yeah, here's, here's yet another. If, if they're selling and people are still buying into that gimmick, I guess all power to them. They just that's my that's my one complaint. Is like okay, yeah, we don't need all of this. I'm gonna let it slide on issue one because it's issue one. And I did wind How up buying several <laughs> of the John Carter ones. <laughs> How much of that is from a work perspective as? As opposed to like a review. Since, since I'm not the comic manager, that work end of it doesn't bother me much. Okay. Other than the fact that you know they all sit on the shelf, and I have to explain to customers <laughs> that yes, this is the same issue. You know, because well, um, there are some that come in. Well, I hope though. they're not trying to fool people into buying. No, but, 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 but there are some people that come in. My kid wants this. I was like, okay, but why is this one different? Well, it just is. <laughs> it's a prettier cover. You know, what do you, what do you want? Um, and then there's the whole immediate. Price jump that oh because this is that cover that's only a one in such and such it's actually worth this and we get people to come in and buy those immediately and turn around and sell them on eBay and it's like really it's a comic book okay whatever well, they're they're wanting to get the collectors and down the line of especially for yeah. issue one I suppose but that that, that is neither here nor there uh, as far as the story goes I'm intrigued enough to keep going with it yeah I can't say I'm as intrigued with the twelfth Doctor arc as I was with ten and eleven agreed and maybe that was because. 10 and 11 have been gone for a, a bit. I think that's what and it is. We're, we're still yeah, in the throes of, of 12. Yeah. But, yeah. But I think that's certainly that's certainly true because I think deep down we're, we're seeking out more adventures with the, the limited amount that we had of, of you know, even well, though, though Tenet still has the longest run on Tenet. Well, no, not anymore. They're pretty much equal now, but Almost. since, since yeah, well, if you count the specials, I suppose. But you know, and we, you count we, them as years or actual episodes. Feel, you just feel like you need 
You want more. You want more from those because we kind of miss them and we lament the fact that we only have a certain amount of television episodes involving those particular doctors. So, and it'll be nice to get the miniseries of nine as well because that's more, especially nine, because we only got one series and nothing beyond that. At least with 12, we've got another series on the horizon. So we know we're at least getting 13 more episodes. With 10 and 11, you know. Because they're not airing, they can do a bit more with the stories than what they could do with 12. While they got to keep it kind of in line with the show or not exceed the show, kudos where to they know what they can or do. Not Titan. Kudos, yeah, to, to yeah, kudos, kudos to Titan and, and the setup beforehand where you can read and, and, and you can even within the story identify where this falls, you know, yeah, where yeah. these stories fall. 12, not so much, but they don't have as much. Um, what am I looking for? Restriction as far as yeah. the timeline goes, and I wonder if it's one of those things that you just—they're given a. This is what we'd like to do for the first year of Doctor Who comics, and you know they show it to Steve Moffat, and he goes, "Yes, yes, yes, stay away from this topic." Yes, yes, yes. And, and I, <laughs> yeah, I certainly be. think that happens. Yeah, there's probably not as much constriction with the tenth and eleventh Doctor because yeah. I'll be interested in what they do with nine. That's the one that I think will be well, if curious. I remember correctly, didn't they announce that it was going to be Nine and Rose and Captain Jack? Yeah. Okay. That that's the time so, frame that it's... Which uh, makes sense because we, uh, we, we've we had novels and books that have happened within that time frame of them traveling. It wasn't just those three episodes they were together. Well, I think that's the... Or stories. That, to, to me anyway, is the time frame that seems the most... I want more anyway. Yeah. Out, I mean, out, yeah. Out of, of that... Well, it's just such so. a wonderful team. Yeah. yeah. So, more to come. We will delve back into the world of Titan Comics at a later date. Speaking of more to come, what do we have coming up on the schedule? Well, speaking of more to come, uh, this week for Friday Night Who, we will do Black Orchid. That's Mordecai, not Mordecai. Mordecai. (laughs) Mordecai on Black Orchid. Even as I was saying it, I couldn't stop myself. It was like, don't go there. It's a dumb joke. You're the only person that gets it. Just leave it be. And I went there anyway. Um, so Black Orchid for Friday Night Who, and then a pair of Peter Davidson audios. We'll do Big Finish number 41, Necromantia, and number 56, The Axis of Insanity. So you've got some audio to listen to uh, for next week if you haven't already started. And then uh, we return to John Pertwee's era, Friday Night Who, uh, on the... Twelve Twelve is the first three episodes of Frontier in Space. We'll touch back on the uh, Titan comics, as I said, not too far off, with 10th and 11th story arcs um, to kind of see where they're at, because we only did the pilot issues of each one of those. And then uh, we'll also be revisiting Paul McGann's 8th Doctor and Charlie Parlard in Big Finish Audio number 103, The Girl Who Never Was. Finally. <laughs> we will finish Frontier in Space the following week, parts 4 through 6 on twelve nineteen. And then four ebooks. Boom, 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 boom. Larry, uh, to, to finish off the. About the uh, equivalent of one novel. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, thanks. I hadn't thought of that. Now it seems very daunting. <laughs> Actually, probably less than a novel. Yeah, 30 they're, pages they're a usually piece, 30, 30 to 50 40. pages. So. <laughs> one of the old it's, a, it's, a, it's a new adventure. One of the old target novelizations. Right? Yeah. 156 well, yeah. pages, then stop. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, our final uh, Friday Night Who for December is uh, the David Tennant Christmas special, The Next Doctor, which we will actually be watching the day after Christmas on the 26th. I know. Glenn's all, you can't celebrate Christmas after Christmas. No, you get to the 31st. And then we That's will be, the one holiday he'll allow. The one holiday he'll allow it on. 
and then we'll be reviewing Last Christmas, which is confusing in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't have anything planned after that. So 20, 2015 is a mystery. An absolute mystery. Well, i got lots of stuff we can put on the schedule. We've got lots of stuff we could put on the schedule. We've got lots of stuff that we think we might put on the schedule. But it is an absolute mystery. Other than, I will throw this out there for our long-term listeners who have been with us for the last couple of years anyway. Uh, that Last year for the 50th, we did, um, you know, each month we kind of focused on a, a specific doctor as we went through. This year we tried, up until the, the new series hit, of, uh, of focusing on a specific doctor. And we're going to put a different twist on that next year but we'll kind of do the same idea and i'm really excited if it works maybe oh, i think it'll work yeah maybe so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there cool and that is that well if that's going to do it for this week until next week i'm glenn i'm sean i'm key cheers that was captain <laughs> good night everybody be seeing you did you squeeze him to get him to do that squeeze there he is. There we went. I keep on talking about you and me, brother, and the game people play now. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied. I wonder, can you come out?